doing anything. What are you looking at me for? Michael, it is 726. <laughs> hello, hello, and welcome to the Inglorious Pastors Podcast, where we talk about spirituality, news, and how to get your hands on an autographed copy of the Bible. My, na- <laughs> my name is Michael Basinger. With me are Brad Polly, hello. Matt Polly. Hey there. Together, we are the Inglorious Pastors. This is a FOBA episode. Friends of Brandon Andrews. Yes. Um, Brandon is not here. Thank God. Um, we have spe- special guest musician extraordinaire, Bree Adams of Many Rooms. Hello. She's here. So she has um, done herself the service of not listening to a single episode before. So mm-hmm. we're going to get live reaction to somebody who's never heard an episode, which is great. I can't wait. I'm looking forward to it. First of all, sorry. Second of all, <laughs> I, I don't know. Good luck. Uh, announcements. Um, so should we talk about Brianna, our Brie first? Do, do we do an intro now or do we do one later? I, okay, let's do an intro now. So <laughs> okay. let, It's like 160th <laughs> episode. We don't, it's not the first time we've done this. Well, it's... <laughs> Let's let's talk. So you act like every week you act like you've never done this before in every, some some manner. Every episode is the first episode. <laughs> it's very true. Somebody this this is Bree's first episode. It is. So, I know. Yes. So she this is this is how we do it. We so so you are so how we heard about you is through uh, Brandon Andrus, mm-hmm. aka Bojangles Appalachia. If you ever I don't know what that is. No, that's fine. That's him. That's fine. Uh, he's got many nicknames. Basically, take his B and A and just add, make words out of oh, that, and that's okay. his name. Yeah. Yeah. Bad apple. That's, yes. That's yeah. One. He is yep. definitely a bad apple. Yeah, yeah. Um, so he kept talking about you and your music, um, and we, we finally took his advice to to listen to it, and it was really good. And we really yes, liked it. it's yeah, it was really good. He was like, "You got to get her on." Like, okay, we will. We'll talk about it. No, you need to get her, Brandon. We'll talk about <laughs> it. Like, we'll, we're not just dismissing you. Like, we just need to talk about when that's going to happen. Yeah, because we hadn't heard your music before, and like we were just there. A lot of people reach out to us, and they're like, "Hey, I, uh, I've got this friend that would be really great for your podcast." And it's like, <laughs> mm-hmm. okay, <laughs> have you listened to this? Before? Have you listened to this shit? Um. So, um, you wrote a book talking about how good Trump was. In what way do you think he'd be good on this podcast? <laughs> yeah, we seriously get those. I know emails we too. do. Oh. Yeah, we do. Um, it'd be interesting though. You could, uh, it'd like, be, it'd be something. Have a confrontational conversation. Maybe. That sounds like work. Uh, <laughs> that's, that, that sounds, sounds like way too much that work. That sounds like a lot. <laughs> we prefer so, our echo chamber. <laughs> <yes>. <laughs> We're safe here in our little bubble. Respect. <laughs> Me too. So, um, Brie Adams is a singer-songwriter who goes by the moniker Mini Rooms. Mm-hmm. Um, your latest single, 99 Proofs, is available on Spotify, Apple yes. Music, and all the places fine music is found. Um, you can also find her most, rec- her most recent record, uh, There Is a Presence Here. Um, and you were recently featured on NPR's All Things Considered. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's that crazy. That's <laughs> not bad. Yeah, that's yeah. not bad at all. It's always so. It's happened um, three times now. The first time I like, I knew what NPR was. Like I knew yeah. NPR was like the thing that happens in the morning. That's yeah. like mm-hmm. you're talking about mm-hmm. the thing in the morning, like the sounds and. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> but um, so that's all I knew about it. And then somebody was like, "Hey, 
your song was featured on NPR. And I was like, I don't know what that means. <laughs> <laughs> and he like made fun of me because it was apparently a big deal. And I just was like, oh, cool, NPR. <laughs> like, I just I found was- a ton of new music through oh that yeah over totally the years. like yeah so, yeah that's their year end list like their yeah. year in top 50 list yeah, yeah, like yeah. i i guess scour those lists yeah. for music well so. now i'm like you know i caught i caught on yeah <laughs> whenever they have those like artists to watch i'll yeah look at them because mm-hmm. i mean they featured me so i feel like i feel like i owe them that <laughs> <laughs> I'll give them all right i'll give you a click but yeah every time <laughs> it happens i'm still i'm still pretty shocked it's it doesn't. It's a really weird feeling. Maybe you get to do a tiny desk concert. At some point. I'm that would be hoping gross. and praying. Oh, God, awesome. that would be yeah. amazing. Those yeah. are fantastic. Yeah, they are. What's your favorite tiny desk concert? Ooh, mine's Tyler the Creator. Ooh, that's, Ooh I, I haven't heard that one. one. I haven't heard that one. I don't know what my favorite. Uh, Wilco had a damn Wilco, good one. I like Wilco's a lot. Yeah, I like Swell Season just because I love Swell Season. Uh, T Pain's was really good. Was it really? Oh my god! Oh, I just oh, checked Chance that out. the Rappers was. Yeah, that was a good one because he wrote a poem on the way over. Like on the yeah. in the car yeah. on the way does too. yeah yeah right. Um, also, uh, Anderson Pax was really good too. Oh, I haven't heard that in one the Free either. Nationals. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Also, you are mm-hmm. on tour with Copeland and from Indian Lakes. Yes. How's that? It's amazing. I like um, been doing DIY tours most of the time. Yeah. Um, from when I started uh, as many rooms in like 2015 16. Um, I started touring pretty constantly, and it was all DIY, like house shows and stuff. Yeah. Um, and then earlier last year, I think, um, yeah, I went on a tour with this guy, Neil Hilborn, which was like, a, he does like poetry, like spoken word poetry. Okay. Nice. Um, and it was strange because it was, you know, like, it, was, it felt more of an event than like a show, and it was like seated events and stuff. Huh. Um, so it was like... It was like semi-professional tour, and it was like the first kind of taste I'd ever had of that. Okay. Um, and I knew that they were like more big deal whenever you're getting higher up in like, I guess, quote unquote, the industry. Yeah. But um, so Copeland from Indian Lakes, this tour is probably the biggest one I've ever been on. Yeah. And so it was really intimidating. <laughs> like I was terrified that I was going to sound bad or like not be able to hold up. Or, you know, like level up with these amazing bands that mm-hmm. like Copeland's my favorite band right now. And from Indian Lakes inspired a lot of writing for me when yeah. I was younger. Um, so it was just like, I yeah, can't cool. fuck this up. Yeah, yeah. right, 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 right. <laughs> um, but when we started touring, like I'm taking a full band out with me on this uh, tour. That's awesome. Um, yeah, it's it's also another thing to add on to the list yeah, of like, yeah, yeah, yeah. things that are scary. Yeah, <laughs> <I'm> sure. <laughs> but it ended up like every night was amazing. Um, we we made friends like pretty good friends with the guys in both bands. Um, everyone is so kind and huh. friendly and funny, and so we're all like we're all in good company That's and like great. we're having a great time. We're trying to make effort to like hang out with each other which is not what I was expecting at all because I know that a lot of tours like I've heard stories from friends about (laughs) yeah tours where bands just hide themselves and don't want to talk to anyone and don't give a shit and I figured Copeland Copeland would be like that look at you newsboys (laughs) (laughs) yeah they're busy entertaining angels it's fine (laughs) well done (laughs) be here all night yeah that's great thank god (laughs) but yeah these guys are like 40 years old and they're still like stoked about tour. It's really that's cool. Awesome. That's got that's great. That's so, great to hear. All that to I'm say. glad that you have a, you've had a good experience with it. So. Yeah, it's cool. been amazing. And we'll go in more in depth with uh, some other. That's a teaser. 
Hmm. That, that is a teaser for what's to come. Yeah. Um, so uh, announcements, the Lint series started this week on patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Uh, Joshua M. Casey will be there. Um, we've got the, a new bracket challenge for the NCAA bracket. That's ingloriouspastors.com slash NCAA. Zach Crater. No, she didn't. Who won that last year, Michael? Zachary. Nope, he didn't. You Here's did. Bible's press. Who got the prize though? As if it's Zachary. as if it's yeah. skill and not just Se- clicking second buttons. place. Second place. It is skill. I got three of the four oh final four. Well, let's right. see you do it again. Okay. If you do it again, well, we will get you something. Okay. I don't know. We got something. I think he did. I think I. Bu- I think I bugged you both enough that I finally got to order a couple books. Okay. Yeah. Thomas. Like I never win anything. Like you have to understand, Bree. I never win anything ever. <laughs> do, do we? We don't ever win anything. No, and I finally, finally won. I, I was something. the at-home player on the Bozo show as a kid. You were. That's right. Yeah. You were. Wow. Except that the, the kid sucked. So yeah. I only won like three things. What's the, what's the Bozo? Show? Okay, really so old. it was yeah. on. It was on WGN, which is out of Chicago. And it's a clown show. It's like how it was. Be? It Bozo the clown. Oh, and God. he. Yeah, yeah I know. <laughs> I wasn't as. Ter- I'm more terrified of clowns now than I was as a mm-hmm. kid. Have you seen Full um, House with uh, Joey? Uh, do, do you know Full House? I know. Yeah, I watched so Full House. But Joey hosted a morning show with the uh, the woodchuck guy. Uh, it's similar to that. I, I would say. barely remember that. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, so there was Bozo the Clown, and I don't even remember a lot about the show. I used to watch it as a kid because back when I was a kid, we got like four channels, and WGN was one of them. You know, mm-hmm. and so they had these games where a kid would would play these different games, and if he won this round, that's Bozo. That's Terrible. It is. <laughs> Show him Cookie. Cookie's worse. Oh, yeah. Uh, cookie was his sidekick. Was that Cookie? No. No, that's a tramp, you dumbass. <laughs> what was? What did Cookie look like? I don't even remember. I have no idea what Cookie looked like. Well, there's Pennywise. Mm-hmm. Kind of like Pennywise. Anyway, so you play these, the kid oh, would yeah, play cookie, these games. Oh, no, the, the way it was. <laughs> oh, the, thank you. The game was, it was one game. That's right. At the end of each episode, there was one game, and a kid had to stand on a line and it was the game where you have buckets, and he's got a ping pong ball, and he there's it's like six oh, yeah. six buckets. They had the Chuck E. Cheese too. <laughs> right, yeah. Except <laughs> <laughs> so that was presumably dirtier. Yes. Um, <clears throat> just full of kids vomit. Good urine. God, <laughs> the place is just <laughs> gross. So um, he would throw, and if he hits it in the first one, then he moves on and he tries to throw it in the second. So oh, okay. the final prize is if he hits the sixth one, then I think it was like a bicycle or something. Mm-hmm. Well, this kid sucked, and he hit like three. So yeah, I won uh, the Knight Rider board game. Ooh. Oh, uh, I remember that. Yeah, which was pretty cool. I was yeah. pretty stoked about that. And then a cookie face paint set. Yeah. Wasn't, wasn't mm. great. Yeah. Mm-mm. I think it was, yeah. You want a free, my guess is it was lead paint. You, you, want, a free cake, so. you want a free cake from a that's bakery. That's what's wrong in, with in a face. cake. That's right, in a cake. That's all yeah. I want. So mm-hmm. I was, it was cool. You know, I got my name set on the yeah. air, which I thought was really they awesome. Would draw, the they time. would draw an envelope out. Brad Polly, the at-home player from Ellettsville, Indiana. Yeah, boy. All right, bracket challenge in glorious <laughs> Anyway, long story short, I won last year. I didn't get to keep the prizes because it's our podcast, and so it went to second place. Aww. So I finally won. No, don't say aw. He's fine. <laughs> no. He's fine. Don't feel sorry for him. <laughs> he gets no pity whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this, this is the podcast, really, is what it is. Is I say things. And then just get railroaded the entire time, pretty okay. much. So uh, this year we've got uh, in the prize pack. There's uh, Richard Rohr's new book, um, Lisa yeah, Gunger's book, one. also um, a good one. Austin Channing Brown's book, also a good one. Brandon Andrus's book, <laughs> yeah. and uh, Steve Austin's book. Yeah. Yeah. 
We'll so mean to Brandon. Yes. I know. He's not, he's not here yeah, to We himself. would do it to his face if he Okay, was here's here. the thing. Brandon was on two weeks ago. Oh, my it's God. It's an utter shit show. It was one of the, our worst episodes. <laughs> <laughs> but also one of the greatest. Brandon yeah, brought yeah. his own soundboard. Oh, God. Of just was, sound clips from the show. It was basically just oh. sound clips of Michael. And so of he would just keep talking playing. over myself. Except was, for this. I don't know really what a fast forward button yeah, is. Yeah, that was one of them that he brought. Yeah, that was me. <laughs> so I, t- I texted him at 4 o'clock like, can you send that to me? God, he's a mess. <laughs> anyway. Right. Also, our hashtag competition, ingloriouspastors.com slash vote for your favorite hashtag. Yep. Uh, and then the third year anniversary, March 23rd, 6 p.m., Bloomington, Indiana. We will be signing Bibles. Um, <laughs> <laughs> uh, RS- oh, my God. We totally should. <laughs> yeah, we really should. Uh, RSVP. Um, is facebook.com can we just talk about the fact that i don't have a problem with signing bibles i think it's weird but it's nothing sacrilegious about it however a man that bangs porn stars and has been married i don't know 14 times not just bangs raw dogs porn, and, porn stars and, and then pays them off mm-hmm. not sure that's the guy you want signing your bible uh-huh. i'm just going to go out on a limb and say that mm-hmm. so not so much nor, nor are we we're, we're not the people you want <laughs> signing your Bible either. Yes. Uh, this may be the longest time it's taken to get to this song. Hey, all right. <laughs> hey, hey, what are you drinking? Hey, hey, I've been thinking that if we're gonna get through this, we're gonna need some fluid. So, hey, hey, what are you drinking now? All right, what are we drinking? Uh, we're drinking a plethora of things. Um, well, three of us are having from Brewdog, uh, their Clockwork Tangerine it's IPA. Really good. It's a session IPA with it's tangerine. Really, it's, really good. Yeah. If you, you can, want to try it, you can. Yeah, I wish that's, I got that's for you. That. Yeah. yeah well, well, feel free. Go ahead. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll be drinking too. <laughs> You've That's also fine. got some Blantons there. Oh, great. <laughs> Don't worry. We'll be drinking more later. Yeah. Can't wait to get drunk. Yeah, there you go. Well, you'll fit right in there. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> you do have a, have a designated driver. So yeah, it's yeah I do. <laughs> you can. Uh, and then we're drinking um, Old Forester Single uh, Barrel. Single Barrel. Yeah, this is a new one. Uh, it's good. Pick this up today. Oh, did you try it? Yeah, I did. It's good. It's a good It's a good bourbon. Is that what this is? No, you have Blantons. You have Blantons. Which is oh. That's an even better bourbon. Yeah. Oh, okay. It's... That's about as good as it gets. It's incredibly good. And you don't have to finish all that. If you want to, you can. If you it's, need more, there's some there. Totally <laughs> up to you. Yeah. And she's also having done. the sweet baby Jesus as well. She's got like a, a mix of yeah, a random mix Man, of. Man, I hope your stomach can handle all that. <laughs> yeah, probably not. <laughs> the bathroom is right there. Yeah, you're, <laughs> we, we can pause. It's fine. <laughs> um, Hold on. Let's see what she thinks of the Blantons. Wow, that's so good. It is yeah. very good. It's, yeah. yeah, that's why it's really hard to find. Yeah, wow. really it's hard to find. Very rare. They that's why you have to meet. That's why you have to meet. It is dangerous. That's why you have to meet randos in parking lots at a Home Depot to yeah. get it. Uh, <laughs> that's seriously how I got that. Yeah, yeah. Wow. Mm-hmm. it was a, it was a Lowe's. But can we talk about how we've already downed one bottle of that? Yeah, we didn't. Yeah, it didn't take long. <laughs> no. Um, if you'd like to buy us around, head on over to patreon.com slash pastors podcast. Um, if you do that, you'll get access to our spinoff podcasts, access to the pastors pub. It's a closed Facebook group where we talk about life, spirituality, and everything else. Things discussed in the pub this week, dong pretzels. <laughs> no, you talked about that, Michael. I did, I sure Only did. you. <laughs> of course, he puts his own post in yeah, there. Of course he hey, does. I usually do your posts in here. So do you? One of you usually, mm. almost always. Mm. Uh, a lot of people talking about Gilmore Girls. 
I just was noticed there? Were there? there was just a. Uh, I never saw a one bunch. thing about Gilmore Girls. I, there's been a lot of Gilmore okay. Girls talk. Well, if you say people so. are people are talking about it. <laughs> uh, Canadian moose sightings. Yeah, um, some of our Canadian them. turds have. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, we're stopped. <laughs> yeah, uh, stopped in traffic to let yeah. a moose traffic go across jam. the road. <laughs> so, uh, a lot of people talking about Richard Rohr's new book. It's yeah. What's it called again? Universal Christ. Mm. Oh, it's so good. I'm a, I'm reading um, the one about the Holy Spirit. I can't remember what it's called. Divine uh, Dance. Divine Dance. Divine Dance. Yeah. The Trinity. Sorry. Yeah, the yeah, Trinity. yeah, yeah. That yeah. Was I like started that one. I've got like four different books that I cycle through. Yeah, yeah. You do the same. The same. Sounds like you. Yeah. Glad I'm not alone. No. We also talked about Captain Marvel. A lot of people talking about. I want to go see that. I do too. I really want to go see that. You should. I finally watched Black Panther. So obviously Captain Marvel about. 16 months from now Black Panther yeah. I really need to It's really yeah. good It is good It's on Netflix I've got kids man. I don't see shit in the I know Your oldest is old enough To see it right Yeah probably so Problem is my Aspie If we take the Aspie He throws up <clears throat> That's yeah. why I have Redbox We do that Yeah, yeah we do that But yeah I don't, To get into the theater Like yeah Doesn't Doesn't happen much um, so this next song, I'm just, I'm just going to tell you because you'll appreciate this. This is uh, from Brandon Andrus. This is this is Brandon Andrus Andrus's music. So oh. buckle up tight. So. Bojangles here, what's up with that name? People think I'm funny, people think I'm strange. Rolling on up in the passive pub, eating it up, eating the grub. Say now, give me that, give me that, give me that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. I want that, I want that, I want that food. Give me that, give me that, give me that food. Don't you wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard? Wanna be a fat bastard? We all wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard. We all wanna be, wanna be a fat bastard. Yeah, this is the episode where the segment where we just try random shit. Oh, this so. is, uh, yeah. What do you oh. think of this? Yeah. What is that? <laughs> the beer cheese. Great. I didn't even look at the cover. Yeah. Took a bite. Oh, that sounds. It just tastes like cheese. Lay's kettle cooked classic. Beer I was cheese. wondering if they would taste like anything other oh, than God. just cheese, but. Oh, that's a terrible aftertaste. Yeah, I kind of wondered. I like beer cheese a lot, but. What are these M Ms? Oh, Thai coconut peanut. Mm. That's scary. Tastes like a cheddar chip. That's like the biggest gimmick ever. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, I don't get any um, beer on that. No, I like the. You're right about the aftertaste, though. Not great yeah. on that. It's a little dank. Thai yeah, coconut just, peanuts. All right, we've got. Uh, let me do the. Are we doing the coconut now? I'm, I, I don't remember which ones were the. Co- oh, I do. Yeah, these. Coconut's good. So we found the three bags of the three different kinds of new M and M's. Oh, God. I'm scared of this one. Mexican jalapeno. Yeah. So the, oh, the Thai is good. The Thai is good. And I'll tell you why. What is? The Thai coconut? Like, it's not just coconut. There's like some Thai spice in there somewhere. Mm-hmm. That's really good. Honestly, that one's good. The jalapeno? Yeah. All right, I'm going to try it next. Mm. Yeah, those Thai coconut, man. Those are... You know what it tastes like? Coconut curry. You get it at a mm-hmm. Thai restaurant. Yeah, it does. I don't remember which ones these are. Oh, the jalapeno had... are great. Yeah. It's mm-hmm. crazy. I didn't know they had all these flavors. They just literally just came out. Mm. That is really good. Yeah, the jalapeno is nice. There's just like a tiny mm-hmm. bit of heat at like the this. back end, and it's yeah. mostly chocolate, but. And it actually tastes like jalapenos, which is A little nice. bit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. All right. And these are the toffee. Is that what it is? Yeah. English are... toffee or something? 
Oh my god. <laughs> Did you get those? Mm-hmm. Oh, those are the best. I don't know. They kind of tasted weird to me. Really? Yeah. I don't like toffee that much. Though. Oh, well. Like, well, like well. flavoring. Like toffee flavoring. Oh, man. Don't forget that. Man, those jalapeno ones are great. <laughs> All those were great. Okay, I'm going. Uh, what are you rating them? Oh, God. Uh, out of uh, hmm. five Andruses. Yeah. All right. Hmm. Um, is that a good thing? Should, should it be a negative <laughs> inverse? <laughs> One is really good, and five is. is I'll give it much. five inverse Andruses. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, I'm going to give the Thai coconut four. I'm going to give the jalapeno five. Man. I'll, I'll swap that. Yeah, yeah I'll swap, I'll swap that, too. that too. I'll go five on the coconut, four on the jalapeno, and five on the Damn, toffee. Those toffee are and I'll give the chips like a two and a half. They yeah, were I say just two. Just pretty boring. Like, I'll go five on the toffee too. Man, those are damn. Those are all good. The chips were really boring with the terrible aftertaste. Yeah, they're just yeah, good. they're boring. Like I let, let, let Lenny have those. Okay, you might like those. Yeah. But uh, yeah, those uh, I'm gonna have to find some more packs of those <laughs> M and M's before they go. Yeah, away. the Thai ones are. Yeah, <laughs> tastes like coconut. Gas station up on Tibbs Road. Tastes Indy. like coconut curry, mm-hmm. man. Yeah. Those are great. All God, right. those toffee ones are amazing. Yeah, oh are. my God. <laughs> All right, let's go into With the news the whiskey? feed. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Ooh, whiskey. Lock up your fears, dry yep. all your tears, refill your fears. We're headed into the news feed. That totally changes that Ooh. bourbon. Yeah, that's great. Wow. <laughs> I shotgun that bourbon. Yeah, you did. <laughs> I'm breathing light. Hey, look at you go, buddy. Yeah. <laughs> oh, great. <laughs> Drunk Michael again. It's coming. Drunk Michael gets squinty and annoying. It's really <laughs> obnoxious. Dr- actual Drunk Michael is just quiet. If I, Last if I, week was actual drunk Michael, and you were and pretty obnoxious. During, during, no, during the foofy, I was just gone. He was, yeah, he was pretty gone. I was yeah. gone. It's <laughs> like, uh, huh? All right. All right. What do we got? There you go. Um, scientists reawaken cells from a 28,000-year-old mammoth. That sounds like a great idea. I don't know. How do you re- like reawaken? Them? Yeah, so they found this perfectly preserved mammoth in permafrost in Russia. And so it was like, I mean, it was literally perfectly preserved. So they've tried this. Well, of course. Uh, They've tried this in the past with like mammoth bones and different things that they found or whatever, tusks or whatever. But it's just an excuse to awaken Walt Disney's head. They've (laughs) never. Did did they just put jumper cables on it? That's how they got (laughs) back to life. <laughs> they reawaken I've Walt seen Disney's. <laughs> well, they reawaken Walt Disney's head. He comes on and goes, "Ah, the Jews!" Is, isn't isn't uh, Brendan Fraser in this one? <laughs> yeah, um, he man. was on the he was on the science team. Yeah. Encino Man, an Encino Man reference. Yeah. Boy, you don't get a lot of those. Do no, you, you don't, because it was a pretty shitty movie. Yeah, sure um, was not as good, not as bad as Biodome. Wasn't uh, yeah. uh, Encino Bio, Man? Like wasn't uh, Polly Shore? Oh, like well, I know Polly Shore, but wasn't uh, Biodome was uh, uh, Samwise Gamgee? Sean, a- Sean Astin. Yeah, Samwise. Yeah. Was in it? Was in? Are Encino you Man? are you old mm-hmm. enough to know Encino Man? How, I, should I ask how old you are? Shore. Oh, I thought you were saying. Um, no, that's wait. Which one's the Mad Max movie? Something dumb. Thunderdome. Oh, Thunder 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 oh, okay, that's what I was thinking. Yeah, okay. yeah no, I've never heard of any of what you're just. Well, that's yeah. <laughs> I feel like we're way older than you. Yeah. I've never felt so old in my life. <laughs> yeah, I feel like a child. It's cool. <laughs> we just make random references you never heard of. I just barely became an adult. She's going to talk to her friends tomorrow. What did you do last night? Well, I sat around a table with three old white guys. And <laughs> yeah. 
while they, they made, were dr- while while they, they drank while and they made Encino Man Polly Shore references. It made references. I had no idea what they were talking <laughs> have about. You seen that, have you seen that tweet where it's like, what do you call a group of white men? Yeah, a uh, podcast. podcast. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. We've <laughs> seen it. And yeah. we don't deny it. Sure. It's, it's, it's been pointed out a number of times to us, yes. <laughs> Sorry. No, no, no. No, no it, you're fine. No, it's fine. No, we, we don't, don't deny it in any way. Here's yeah, the thing. If we, tr- if we thought about starting a podcast now, we probably wouldn't because of that. But... I mean, we were ahead of the curve. Yeah. Ish. But, but when we started this podcast, there was not as many podcasts like this one. Now there are thousands. Yeah. Yeah. Hundreds. Dozens. <laughs> dozens. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, can I finish my story now? No. No. Okay. Yeah. So what they did was they um, reactivated the, some cells inside of a mouse egg. Has nobody what? seen Jurassic Park? So this is how Jurassic Park starts. Don't just calm your tits for a second. Where's Jeff Goldblum? Settle down. I love Jeff Goldblum. I do too. I do too. His interview with (laughs) on Conan's podcast was fantastic. He is unhinged, crazy. He's He's hilarious. Fucking insane. He's hilarious. I sent Um, them his vinegar strokes to Billy today. (laughs) It's great. All right. Um, (laughs) My friend got called by Jeff Goldblum one time. Really? Yeah, because he got kicked out of a show that he was playing (laughs) because he just looks intimidating. Like Jeff looks, Goldblum looks no my friend oh, my friend, friend he, went, his name he got Garrett, kicked out of a Garrett Jeff Goldblum up. show yeah like he was I guess <laughs> Jeff Goldblum's hanging I around too long on, I would put something. that on a resume that is amazing yeah but he like went home and his mom I think called or emailed them and Jeff Goldblum called my friend Garrett and was like I'm so sorry this happened That's that cool. is wow. unbelievable yeah <laughs> kicked out by Jeff Goldblum yeah, that's great. I think we have our hashtag. <laughs> um, I, uh, this uh, he, he, he's scary. He, he needs to go. I, I. Uh, mm, uh, mm. All right. Um, We're gonna get the uh, virus. And, yeah, that's right. So anyway, uh, <laughs> we're gonna put it in a ship. Stop it. <laughs> God. Both your both it's those are terrible. Yeah. Jeff no, Goldblum. mine was okay. His is shit. It was okay. It wasn't spot on. I got. I need All some right. time to work on it. All right. <clears throat> All right. So they implanted some cells, mammoth cells, inside of mouse egg cells. Okay. So before that, anybody gets like a no, before anybody gets ahead the of themselves, of all it basically meant well, like this is the first time that they can been we do able, this with every animal. You shut up for two. I seconds? want. <laughs> I want other animals the size of a mouse. That's what I demand. You want a mammoth the size of a mouse? <laughs> a woolly mammoth the size... How fucking cool would that be? Michael, you be have adorable. completely missed the point of what I, is happening no. right here. As you Think do. Wouldn't you like a tiger but the size of a mouse? To have a pet tiger the size of a mouse? It's called a house cat, Michael. Uh, well, <laughs> I have a couple of those. And you hate them. They shit in your bathtub. Well, they did. No, they, they have the shit outside. They don't live in my house anymore. They're, they're outside. Anyway, so this thing, this damn thing was entombed in permafrost. And the, it's named Yuka is the name of the mammoth. Uh, so the, it was live on at, the a, second floor? at a Japanese university. Uh, Nothing. A team led by no. Kazuo Yamagata, uh, who's a biologist at Kendai University in Japan, extracted cells from the remains of Yuka. I'm doing some online courses from there. Shut Go up. Ahead. God damn. <laughs> um, oh, they're, they're, all, they're all through Tamagotchi, though. <laughs> you got to do your online courses there. <laughs> on a pet. That's my fault. <laughs> That's my fault. Are you done? I know. Okay, great. Uh, so they extracted 88 nucleus-like structures from her pres- preserved muscle tissues. So then they implanted those in mouse cells, which are in mouse ovarian cells, okay? 
Basically, just to see that, what would happen. Just Shut up! No. I hope it explodes. <laughs> Once they were incubated, they seemed to reawaken, but only slightly. The cells did not divide. Okay. Okay, but they did reawaken and showed movement. So what they they completed some steps that precede cell division. So it doesn't mean that they can bring a mammoth back. But as far the guy is basically like, as far as the technology we have now, this is as far as they've ever gotten. Okay. Mm-hmm. So in the future, potentially we could see a mammoth at some point, but they're not there yet with the technology they have. The size of a mouse? No, they're not going to implant. Oh my god, <laughs> he just—he's just—he's terrible. God. He has an audience. It's just yeah, gonna be, I know. It's just going to be like this <laughs> yeah, all night. I know. Anyway, so they did a they did a, a control with an the same thing with an uh, elephant cells just as a control species, and they saw that it was actually they named it what Yuka Yuka Yuka. I can't believe no one got my Yuka reference. Really? What reference is a Yuka? My name is Luca. I live on the second floor. What you don't remember it? that song? No. Suzanne Vega? Not a big Suzanne Vega fan, but... I've never even heard of Suzanne Vega. Dude, seriously. Who is this? You are killing Bree. You know this, right? Like, she's so young. She's like these my old fuckers. Like, No, I love this. I live on the I'm being educated. Floor. Suzanne Vega is she? Didn't she do Tom's Diner? Was that Suzanne Vega? I don't know. You don't remember the song? Sure this no, is at least a lobe. No, it's Suzanne Vega. Oh, is that the one about the guy that beats the shit out of his girlfriend it or might something? Be. Yeah, that's a pretty terrible. Well, song. I'm just saying. I made a. Never mind. God damn it. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, he makes that, an Encino Man reference. Man, Everybody loses that. their shit. I make an obscure Suzanne Vega hey, reference. Hey, let's laugh over I the get nothing. Let's laugh, laugh over the domestic violence song. You know, make an no, R. Kelly song not. joke now. Is that what you want to do? <laughs> Jeez, we should have had some R. Kelly uh, interview <laughs> clips. God no. damn it! Erase no. that. <laughs> God. No, we should have had some clips of his interview when he went fucking nuts. Oh, dude, y'all killed me. <laughs> When he couldn't look at Gail King in the face. Dude, she was so good. Did you see any of that yeah, interview? I did. She was just like, Robert. 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 She's just like sitting there like completely in control. It was so good. He's losing his mind. <laughs> <laughs> There's some really you see good the, uh, memes SNL going skit? around. I, I didn't. <laughs> yeah, I did. It was great. Yeah. It's really good. I'm not surprised that they uh, took it on, though. It was, they did it was little, pretty easy fodder. It was a little mashup of uh, Trapped in the Closet. Oh, that's great. Great. God. Have I you seen I Trapped could... in a Closet? Oh, for sure. Yeah. <laughs> I haven't gotten through all of them. I mean, who has? Really? I think I've gotten up to like episode 15. <laughs> I, I don't think it ends. I would assume it's just like he's still doing them. It's insane. I can't believe that's real. Like R. Kelly is a famous person who did something like that. Yeah, uh, yeah. Are you talking about the the shit that he did? Or are you talking about trapped in the closet? Uh, I guess or both. both. <laughs> I guess both. But I was mainly talking about trapped in the closet. Yeah. But also yes. But also but that. also yes. Yeah. Um, so I've got, <laughs> got one more. Uh, man wins second one million dollar lottery jackpot at the same store. Oh, nice. God. That's insane. Terry Splawn. And I can't win $2 on a scratch Yeah, off. it's not fair. Ever. Really? Ever. You never won? Yes, I have. I won $40 in Arkansas one time. I've never won anything. <laughs> That's the best I've ever done. And I don't but think it's I've Arkansas, won Arkansas, so they only pay you in a 30-pack of Strohs. <laughs> <laughs> Arkansas is the diamond of the South, my friend. Is it? Yeah. Hmm. I don't remember anything about Arkansas. I know I've been there. There's, there's nothing to there's remember. Nothing to remember. It, it's Arkansas. hotter than balls. I don't know there. that we like even have is, any listeners in Arkansas. It's like the one state that 
just it is like cares. it's like 95 <laughs> degrees all summer long it's and the, hot the yeah somebody's adding us later uh, i live in arkansas it's like texas <laughs> without the whimsy all right um <laughs> wait what's the whimsy i there i have no idea <laughs> cowboys <the> <laughs> barbecue good barbecue i don't know um, it's austin austin is the whim- whimsy. yes austin is the whimsy yeah um, i agree with that yeah, so Terry Splawn, who uh, he looks like a plumber. That's the only thing I can tell you. Like, <laughs> it sounds like a plumber. Picture name. a guy that looks like a plumber. That's Terry Splawn. Um, he's one. Wait, Terry or Harry? Terry. Does he work okay. for Splawn and Sons? It's got to be it, right? We're there in 30 minutes or we pay you. It'll either be me or my son, Joey Splon, <laughs> or my name ain't Terry Splon. Uh <laughs> You know that dude's got a local commercial, right? Yeah, I know, right? Well, now he doesn't Somebody have, send it to us. Now he doesn't have it. to work. So anyway, he's won on two separate scratch-offs in... Scratch-offs. Yeah. It, scratch-offs. You don't win in scratch-offs. <laughs> like, and those are the ones you play like... Those are like the $30 scratch-offs. Yeah, I know. Like, those are the ones you, you're lucky if you get anything, anything. back. Yeah, yeah. yeah. When so, I was in uh, youth group, I had an underground scratch off club. So I he, that the more you spend on them, the more chance you have. Well, you the more chance, but not a million dollars chance. Oh yeah. Like, okay. Let me explain you something might, to you about the polys. <laughs> um, that never happens. No, that doesn't happen. Ever. If I spent no. thirty dollars, it'd be like I'd I shit thirty dollars away. I, I'd scratch it mm-hmm. off, and it'd just be like two middle fingers. Yep. Like Matt, Matt would <clears> win <throat> a, a competition and find out that he's the one hosting it. Yeah. <laughs> 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 Yep, that's exactly what uh, happened. Anyway, so this guy, uh, he won in April of 2017 a million dollars from this store on a scratch-off, and then it happened again this year. He won a million dollars on a scratch-off from the same store. He's the luckiest guy ever. So apparently I need to move to Arkansas. I, I would I'm love like, to know what See, the, I won 40 bucks in Arkansas. That guy won this, 2 million. He's not from Arkansas. He's from North Carolina. But you said he won in Arkansas. Man, no, why? you said Arkansas. What's he doing in Arkansas? Wait, what? Why? He's from North Carolina. Where did Arkansas come in? You it? said you won thirty dollars in Arkansas. Oh, that's why we were talking yeah. about Arkansas. Yeah. Wow. That's right. I forgot. <laughs> yeah. Really... All right. So um Yeah, I I mean I would love to see the actual odds of that happening. I mean, you would have better odds of being eaten by a shark in the middle of Indiana while getting hit by lightning. I would yeah. think. Like Yeah. That's mm-hmm. insane. Yeah. So yep. yeah, anyway, yeah, that's uh that's what I've got for this week. What do you got? Uh, okay, so we talked about the terrible guy last week that had his list of... Oh, God. Yes. Um, uh, this guy's worse. What? There's a worse guy? Man tells women to There's stop... worse walk. than Chad WK? <laughs> <laughs> Give me we a minute. We had a lot of blood tweets A lot of people were like, week. who's Chad WK? It's like, it's Andrew's brother. <laughs> Man tells women to stop whining about tampon prices. Oh. Because they oh. only need seven per period. Gets roasted immediately. Dude. <laughs> Yeah, so he he writes, so the average period is between 10 to 35 milliliters of blood. Each tampon holds about five milliliters, so seven tampons per cycle. Let's be generous and say 10 for those ladies with an, oh, God, with an extra juicy uterine lining. He Mm. used the word juicy. That's awful. Extra (laughs) juicy uterine lining. Yeah, go ahead and hit that buzzer again. Uh, (laughs) And here's here's the thing. So 10 per period, nine periods per year. There's 12 months in a year. Hmm. What? Yeah. Last time I checked, it was a monthly deal. Like, <sighs> so you can get a 64 pack. Did he finish Amazon. this with? Did you watch my Flat Earth documentary? Yeah. You can get a 64 <laughs> pack. Yeah. 
You can get a sixty <laughs> while he's wearing his MAGA hat. Yeah, right. You can get a sixty-four pack on Amazon for seven dollars and ninety euro, seven ninety euro. I whatever plus shipping. Those buy, are some cheap ass. Buy two packs, save on shipping, and have one hundred twenty tampons for the year. That's about twenty euro here or so there. Just a pack of cotton balls for a year's period. <laughs> Here's how you finish this: cut down your Starbucks venti fraps and stop whining. This isn't a first world problem. Wow. Can you imagine spending that much time doing no. the math? Yeah, I know, right? What's his motivation? But it's not even the right math. Like it's not even. It's like it's like he did Common Core He's math. Angry. Like. So he got roasted, obviously. Yeah. Uh, somebody said his hypothetical woman is dead. She died of toxic shock after not changing her tampon. <laughs> <laughs> oh shit, that's not funny. This one, this is the winner. <clears throat> if you, if I do the math right, he only needs to buy a three pack of condoms for the year, and he'll have four left over. <laughs> 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 yeah, that's good. I like that. Um, uh, my uterus just laughed and said, "Hold my beer." Uh, somebody just said, "Are we going to? Are we just going to ignore extra juicy uterine lining?" Mm-hmm. Um, I wish my t- period was only seven, tam- seven tampons long. I want to put my foot in his ass and see how many tampons he uses a day to stop the bleeding. <laughs> That's good. Uh, is this what Common Core has brought us? Shove it up your butt. There it is. <laughs> I'm going to start an all-girl punk band called EJUL, Extra Juicy Uterine Lining. Ugh. Instead of guitar picks and drumsticks, we'll throw tampons into the crowd. Um, yeah, so... You guys um, know what the word incel is? Yes. Yes. Yeah, that's a yep. incel. Yep. There you go. Yep. Direct uh, yep. definition. Absolutely. Yep. Without a doubt. <laughs> um, hello, everyone knows periods go dormant for the winter months. <laughs> <laughs> I fucking wish. <laughs> <laughs> that's so good. Uh, anyway, yeah, this guy's... Uh, yeah, he's kind of just as bad as the guy last week. <clears throat> we had a guy, story of a guy last week that had like his list of ideal woman. I think that guy's... I think that guy's not as bad because you could teach him, but I don't think you could teach the guy about the tampons. That's probably true. He seems true. pretty set in his ways. That's probably clearly. true. And really bad at math. Like, yeah. Really bad at exactly. math. It's like he doesn't fucking know there's 12 months right. in a year. Like, I mean, does he think like... NASA faked the moon landing. Yeah, that... Yeah. <laughs> He's a flat earther. NASA faked the moon landing. Elvis is still alive with Bigfoot and... And our, Tupac. And Tupac. <laughs> and John F. Kennedy. Tupac is alive. <laughs> You heard it here first. <laughs> She's a musician, so she knows. She knows. There's yeah, like an inside, have, uh, inside court. Sources. Yes, right. Uh, I'll, into the I will, like I will the close this one. Freemasons of the music <laughs> What is it? The Freemasons of the music You got that one good. Uh, uh, this last one, coffee or tampons? That's a choice. Or that's the choice? Okay, I choose coffee. You better hope he doesn't sit in my seat when I get off the bus. <laughs> oh, man. Just red puddles. Oh, <laughs> God damn it, Michael. See, you didn't have to say it. We all I knew sure it. sure as hell did. <laughs> you really, really didn't. Why am, I, why am I the one that gets dragged every fucking week when he says shit like that? I don't know. Can you pass those Thai coconut M&Ms over here? Yeah, though? man. Hold on a minute. Uh, then I got a good story. Oh. Uh, from... Uh, was pretty... Well. No, Michael. It was horrible. From Board Panda. Where? Stop. Sun shares, Tiny pandas exist. Sun shares photo of his dad. I just want a, a shoebox full of miniature mouse-shaped animals. I want a zoo in a box. It's my zoo in a box. It's my zoo in a box, yeah. Wouldn't you fucking love that, though? All right, go ahead. I know, clearly you would. <laughs> See, you laugh and it just encourages him to do it more. God damn it. Son shares photo of his dad. I'm just over here enjoying these tiny coconut images. Uh, his dad, who is sad that no one is coming to his new donut shop. 
It goes viral and people flood the shop. Oh, that's so great. there's here. You guys see this picture? It's so sad. Like this little. You might want to just take that out for yeah. a second. There you it's go. This little Asian guy. Really nice shop. Oh, that's brand new, grand right. opening. Probably sank a shit. Ton Probably of money sank a it. shitload of money into it. <clears throat> uh, Billy Bai. By we'll go with by. Can you mute me for a second? Yeah, I'm trying to. Hold on. <laughs> go for it. That's my mic. That's my mic. <laughs> go for it. Thank you. Uh, from Missouri City, Texas, was heartbroken to find his dad's brand new donut store, Billy's Donuts, but he named it after his son, wasn't getting any customers at its grand opening. The donuts looked delicious. I mean, they're donuts. Um, the shop was bright, sparkling new. Everything was ready for a successful start. All that was missing were the people. So he, he tweeted, my dad is sad because no one is coming to his new donut shop. Uh, Billy's dad, being from an older generation, didn't understand social media and marketing. Well, of course, and, I mean yeah, obviously. Yeah, yeah. I mean, right. and so he he took to his son went to Twitter, shared the pic of his dad. Um, and this one was occasion you know social media gets its has its mm-hmm. bad rap and rightly deserved, but there's times where it makes a huge difference. Yeah, right. So he posted that. Um, uh, and people started tweeting about it, tweeting about it, tweeting about it. Um. And lo and behold, they actually sold out of donuts that day. That's awesome. Like people just flooded. I, I don't even remember how many times it got retweeted. I mean, like tens of thousands of times. Um, oh, uh, Billy's original tweet has over 325,000 retweets. Jeez. 700,000 likes. Um, so I, I just thought that was great. And they showed a picture of him at the end of the day, just smiling with his son. And just great, man. Donuts are, I mean, there's like five donuts left in the case. So, um, so yeah, I hope I hope it stays like that. Like it's really, I mean, for one thing to do it on an opening day, but to sustain that, I really hope it works. Well, I mean, the if guy. the guy's like, got good donuts, I mean, people will go back. So I hope so. Yeah, that's great. <clears throat> anyway, that's just cool. His son did that, and the people, the people came together. Yeah, to that's cool. Go buy some damn donuts. Dare I ask? Product update: <laughs> um, Fruit Loop scented cereal bowl candle. On oh, that's all oh. on Etsy. It's a it's literally a cereal bowl, and it uh, looks like a bowl of Fruit Loops with a spoon in it. I love where do, the where smell do you find this? Shit? I love the smell of Fruit. Do you Loops. just scour Etsy? Like <laughs> no, I don't want to. I don't think I want that permeating my house though. Fruit Loops? Why I think that would be a lot. It's too sweet. It's very. Is sweet. there a cereal you would prefer to smell around <laughs> your house? Grape nuts. Yes, for a <laughs> very short amount of time, like. Just Fruit Loops for like five minutes while I'm eating it, and then that's good. That's enough. That's enough. You just wouldn't want. There's no cereal that you would want. I don't need more Fruit Loops in my life. Like I have what? enough. <laughs> fruit what, Loops. What, would Cheerios make your house smell like stale urine? What is Cheerios? <laughs> It'd make you smell like baby barf, is what it would. Or a big baby breath. Oh God! Have they been housing like a whole thing? Like fistfuls of Cheerios. Candles. Raisin. I love raisin. What do yeah. raisins smell like? Like raisins. Good. Like a dried grape. <laughs> this is generally how they smell. All right. <laughs> huh? Michael learned something new today. Yeah, he did. <laughs> I never really thought about the smell of raisins. <laughs> the touch. The feel. <laughs> no. Of raisins. God. Um, I hate this so much. <laughs> God damn it. I just... <laughs> I just I hate it more every week. Uh, uh, <laughs> what do you hate? This this podcast. Just this. Yeah. All right. Here we go. Cue the music. Florida man, Florida man, <laughs> does whatever a Florida man does. Stuffing meth up his ass. No. It's no another friend of ours. Pass. Yeah. Look out! Here comes Florida man. All right, Florida, uh, Florida man. God, we're gonna play that every week. Florida, we? Florida cop uh, was accused of using police database to inappropriately contact dozens of women. Oh, boy. Wow. Yep. 
That's very on brand for Florida. Yes, yes. it is. Mm-hmm. So, yep. no, 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 no. he is being accused of allegedly, definitely, oh, of course, uh, yes. using police databases to inappropriately contact and and date at least a hundred and fifty women. So what? clearly he's a catch is he has to No, he does not. He's not. What? A catch. That's what I'm saying. He went through 150 women. How do you find the time? It, right. Well, <laughs> exactly. It's, that's, that's, that's a good, good that's a fair question. question. <laughs> um, it dates back as far as 2012. Um, so wow. they've had they had to do a press conference. How did they, it take that long to they, figure this guy out? They, like you would think at some point. Well, it's a plea. He, he Rick, what are you doing this week? I've got house. 14 dates. He goes to their house as like a police officer, like in, in, and asks them questions and, and uses that as a ploy to, get, to like get to know them. Hmm. He, that's a, that's not great. On yeah. one, one case, <laughs> he showed up to these people's house and, uh, wanted to talk to the owners of the house, their, their adult daughter who lived there as well. And they were like, uh, Whoa. what, why? Cause they knew she hadn't done anything wrong. And, uh, they asked for his badge number, asked for his name. He got out of there and they called, I think that's how he got, it got found it out. It took that long. Like yep. nobody thought that was weird. A cop showed up and started asking questions for no reason. Yeah, because they just nobody questions authority for the most part. Yeah, like, that's true. There's someone in power. Like yeah, asking yeah, yeah. you a question, you feel like yeah, you should answer no matter what, and you shouldn't question it. That's yep. how I feel. I mean, yeah, yeah. So he'd use the databases and then also go on Facebook and and basically stalk them <sighs> and find out information and hmm. would also like do the, cold telephone calls. Like the Michael of. Uh, <laughs> Yes, Florida cops. Florida cops. Um, so he. Are you? T- God damn it! You're typing that out. Yeah, Fuck you. I sure am. Guess what? The hashtag I'm no, gonna vote that's for. That's not it. Um, so that's that's pretty much the the gist of it. Can I just say I want to die face down at the vat of these Thai coconut uh, M Ms. <laughs> so they they. Paid- God, get these away from me. He was p- placed on administrative leave without pay, stripped of his badge, all of his guns, and his uniform. Uh, so they he, fired his ass. Like yes, they've effectively fired him. Yeah. Uh, well, until the investigation, which it's you know. So in other words, he's getting paid right now. No, uh, without pay. Oh, okay. Yeah, like it. I said, normally, like an investigation, if he's not guilty, normally, if there, there's a question, they'll put him on paid administrative leave. Yeah. But, and mm. then he uh, resigned in October. So yeah, probably a good call. Yep. So, no, I'm not guilty. Yep, so that's... Uh, I need to stop and scream. You're killing me! You're killing me! One time I was on a... Well, I was on tour this past few weeks, and we went on... We were, like, coming into Florida, and it was, like, really late at night. I didn't know where we were, and we stopped at a gas station. Oh, no. So I, like, went inside, and I was like, oh, we're in Florida now. Yeah. yeah. And I uh-huh. tell. Like Everybody has holes. There's, snapback hats and, like, gold chains that you can buy at the gas station. Mm-hmm. Everybody has pockmarked faces. Has, like, has scratching bootleg their brand name clothes. <laughs> scratching their meth meth face. <laughs> scratching their teeth. <laughs> has anybody ever driven into Florida in the daytime? No, we always used to. Always at night. Yes. You, you don't enter Florida in the we daytime. Did. When we were kids, we'd go there for spring break always. every year. <laughs> we would. We would get there. We'd drive all night through Georgia, and we would get there right before daybreak in Florida. Yep. Yeah, every year. Always. Oh, man. It's a lawless place. It is. <laughs> it is. Yes, well, it is. and North Florida's just or North Florida's just South Georgia. So I mean, it's like two different yeah. states anyway. <clears throat> That's what Tom Petty used to say. Yeah. 
I think in Georgia is Georgia where they have the the boiled peanuts in the gas station. Yes, yep. yes, mm. it is. <sighs> I've never had those. Have you guys had this? No, no. it tastes like a peanut. My no, we should have somebody send us boiled it, peanuts. But it, it, have you tasted the shell of a peanut? It's that. Yeah, you eat the it. shell, don't you? I know. Do yeah, you really? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, I'm pretty sure you. Eat ha, the shell. We've got some Georgia turds. Hey, send us some boiled peanuts. We've never had them. <laughs> that sounds terrifying. <laughs> Wait, is that what's um? You know Texas Roadhouse. You ever been there? Yeah, yeah. of course. Yeah. Is that what they have? Like the no, those, those are just normal. They're just salted, oh, okay. roasted. Yeah. It's like it's like peanut soup. Is what it is. <laughs> it it's really like, is. Yes. It's it's peanuts and they're boiled and then you're supposed to eat the shells too and they're like soft. Huh. That doesn't. That sounds weird. Oh, you can get them in a can. Huh. <laughs> Cajun boiled <laughs> peanuts in a can. Cajun. Mm. Mm, glub okay, glub. <laughs> But Eat the shells, up. the shells can't be good. Move on. <laughs> All right. Uh, God, you've spent a lot of we're time done. thinking about that. Billionaire. No. Oh. About what? Can we move on to Foofy? No, this is Dude, very... she may not want to be here hey, all night. This Maybe. is very important news, guys. <laughs> I'm down for whatever. God. No, don't say that. No, don't <laughs> say that. <laughs> I've got plenty. Yeah. Um, billionaire um, dies in Paris. Um, he is a billionaire diamond trader. Is this where we say good? Well, no. Well, was <laughs> her last name Schinner or uh, Kardashian? No. Ehud uh, Air Laniad. Yeah, that's exactly. probably close. Yeah. Yeah. Yep, I'm right sure on, that's right exactly on. how his parents said um, it when they saw him. So he was 65 years old. Uh, went in for a, a a minor surgery. He died of a heart attack while the surgery, but the surgery was uh, penis enlargement operation. Good. 65 years old. Hmm. <laughs> I'm sorry, but aren't you, if you're a billionaire, do you need a big penis? Do you, no. If you're a billionaire, do you need a penis? And why like, at 65? He's just trying to fill the hole. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> fill the void. Yep, there it is. There it is. She, see? She's already fitting in. She got the joke. She yeah. got there before we got there. <laughs> He's 65 you just, years You just old. need a woman's touch. You That's really you do. For the podcast. Yeah. That's what we That's need. That's fantastic. <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I've ever been this funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's because I have an audience, too. <laughs> so. Yeah. <laughs> you feel it, baby? Yeah, he felt the heart attack. <laughs> <laughs> Where's the, where'd it go? She oh, pro- you don't know that song either, do you? <laughs> oh, my God. Sorry. Mark. Um, so I've never, the I have 90s. never felt more 39 <laughs> in my life than I do I right now. 95. That's when I graduated high school. <laughs> yeah, I was, I was like a fucking Son freshman a in high school. My God. <laughs> I was still watching Ninja Turtles. <laughs> He's um, a little younger than us, but yeah. That. So uh, apparently when you... I don't know what penis enlargement is like. I would um, say they shoot shit into your penis yeah, and grow they, it. Yeah, they inject... They inject We've had stories about this. fat, I guess. I don't know. Some sort of substance into his penis. It's and like plastic surgery. Probably. Yeah, I would assume. But it, would it work the same? It's probably I silicone, know. I would assume. Yeah, silicone. No like collagen? I feel like that would take away like any <laughs> Feeling functionality. Feeling or functionality, yeah, yeah right? It's only if you Botox it. Uh, boy. If you Botox it, just stays Maybe. in one yeah. position. <laughs> it just stays. <laughs> His penis can't smile. <laughs> <laughs> there it is. We got there. <laughs> so you got to start the joke, and then we eventually work our way forwards. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Shit. <laughs> Show me happy. Show me sad. <laughs> happy looks a lot like sad. Show me angry. <laughs> <laughs> nothing. I've got nothing. 
Uh, <laughs> do we have time for one more? No. No. <laughs> Michael, no. Right. Let's take a break. I don't so we feel go to the like putting them on Twitter, so stop. All right. Fine. God damn it. All right. We'll pause for. Wait, how good is it? <laughs> well, it's about Nickelback. Does that matter? Do we want a Nickelback story? I could talk about Nickelback. <laughs> Jukebox. I'm going to put $7 worth of Hooba Stank in it, and I'm coming back to hang with you, bros. <laughs> All right. <laughs> so, uh, uh, a Democrat jokes, uh, jokes about. Um, Nickelback fans and a Republican uh, congressman rushes in to defend Nickelback after. <laughs> after he That's a very Republican thing <laughs> to yep. do. Doesn't Paul Ryan like Nickelback? I, don't I know. wouldn't be shocked. So, no, Paul Ryan. No, that's right. He likes Rage Against the Machine. Hey, Paul, have you listened to yeah, any of their uh, lyrics? Yeah, like any of them. Check out Sleep Now in the Fire. They Let me know how that goes. Hate you. Yeah. <laughs> What's your favorite Nickelback song? I don't know any Nickelback song. It's Look at this photograph. <laughs> Do you like Nickelback? Yeah, you know, I know. Yes. <laughs> <laughs> I know that I like Nickelback because when it comes on, I sing along with it. So. What's your favorite Nickelback song? Um, We're not going to know it, but that's fine. <laughs> you could say anything right that now. One, uh, that one, a rock star <laughs> song. Oh, I want to be a rock star. Too. I know. Yeah, yeah, I've heard that one. Yeah. That's that a- song when I was a kid, I was like, that's not really what it's like, but it really is. Like, Really? I mean, like shitty musicians, like people who, well, not shitty. I don't want to say shitty, but. We, well, I know what you mean. Yeah. yeah. People who party like constantly and yeah. it's like. Trying to fill this hole. So 1985 Beastie Boys, basically, mm. is it? Yeah. Or like, yeah, like uh, Motley Crue. Or yeah. 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 Shoot up a lot of heroin, die, come back to life. Nickelback right, kickstart my heart. Yeah. <laughs> right, I can't wait till the next segment. So we'll, we'll, we'll take a pause and All then we'll, right. we'll, we'll come back. Right. We're going to further the Nickelback conversation. <laughs> so we're back. We're, we're, we've... We use Google. Hashtag that. We're gonna address the peanuts in the room. There it is. Um, peanuts. Nuts. Peanuts. So we were completely wrong. You don't eat the shell of boiled peanuts. We're everybody yelling at their podcast. We're we're total northerners. This is not a thing. You don't eat but the shell. We're, we're a bunch of carpet baggers. I found I found the one recipe on PaulaDean.com that doesn't require nine pounds of butter. So Does if anybody wants to make it? boiled peanuts, that's no, not real then. No, but it does have enough salt to kill like a herd of cattle mm. in it. Mm. So uh, two to three pounds of fresh green peanuts. I don't know where you find fresh green peanuts, but uh, and then one and, a, one and a half cups of salt. That's so much salt. <laughs> My God. Wow. That is insane. A little pinch of racism. Yeah, right. That, yes, of course. I mean, it's Paula Dean, so. Found the... Uh, <laughs> The little the, the little mammoth. pinch of some good old plantation hospitality. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paula Dean's a racist. That's what we were trying to say. Okay. I don't know if you got right. that or just, not. Just making sure we clarified who's yeah. the racist here. Yeah. <laughs> so <I'm just> gonna, <laughs> it's definitely Paula Dean. Okay. <laughs> okay. Um, so, uh, yeah. So, don't eat the show. <laughs> <laughs> I wish we hadn't said anything. Because somebody told, gets somebody a tweet us in like three days. Here's I the, ate the fucking shell and it hurt. <laughs> what would have been great is if somebody had sent us sent it to us and we hadn't found out. And we ate the goddamn and shell. And we ate the shells. Mm-hmm. That yeah. would have been great. Man. Now it's ruined. Thanks, Google. Back in the good old days. Before you could Google everything. That actually just reminded me of a story from middle school. Let's hear it. I was sitting in a class and somebody had shelled peanuts. <laughs> 
and I don't know what I was thinking. I was in like sixth grade. I ate the whole fucking thing, like <laughs> shell and all. You've never had one? I don't. I guess not. So I used I'm, to do that. Yeah. So I'm chewing on these and I'm like, I can't swallow this. I don't know what I'm going to do. I mean, I had like three or four whole peanuts in my mouth, <laughs> shell and everything. And I'm chewing and it's just like, you say fibrous. Peanuts? And it, yeah, yeah, I said penis, Michael. <laughs> 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 just want to clarify. Four jets in my mouth. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So, um, so I got to, it got to the end of class and I had been chewing on these for like 15 minutes. <laughs> And it was just fibrous, like yeah. nothing is dissolving. Uh-huh. I'm like, I don't know what I'm going to do. And I just spit them on the floor <laughs> next to my desk. <laughs> I kind of just leaned over and was like, <laughs> and just like let them sort of fall out of my mouth onto uh, the floor and got up and walked out. And, and, and Brad, in that moment, created the first Fiber One Bar and the first Texas Crow. Yes. <laughs> That's right. Yeah, I'm the, spit them all out. I'm the ringleader of yes. this. All right. Let's go further out, further in. Yes. Here we go. That's also not Brandon. Yeah. All right. So Bree Adams is here. I have a relative named Bree Adams. Oh. Isn't that weird? No. It's crazy. I have a lot of relatives. It's great. You have the town you're related to. He's related to half of Martin's. Yeah. Um, So. Family tree doesn't fork too much. (laughs) You're a goddamn dick. Uh, she had the name first, so there, there really aren't. No, no, uh, yeah, she did. Yeah, she, she she married into the family. So oh, crazy. Yeah. Um. Anyway, what am I talking about? Wait, we might be related. Maybe. Honestly, because uh, there's a girl in uh, Danny's dad's side of the family who her name is Bree, oh. but I don't know if her last name is Adams. Huh. Well, we'll talk later. We got <laughs> Compare notes. I'll have my people get with your people and we'll see. Strong um, possibility. Yeah. Um, that would be weird if we were related. How weird would that Wait, be? You're related to Bree? I'm related to Bree Adams, yeah. Oh, we'll see. Huh. I guess we'll see. Well, we'll find something. out. That's something. Well, Take a 23. Wait, no, that wouldn't work. Yeah. 23. It might. Because yeah. I got married to him. Yeah, that's um, true. <laughs> so you're not technically related, maybe. I don't know. I don't know. Anyway, so um, Brie Adams is a uh, um, singer-songwriter who goes by the moniker Many Rooms. We talked about this earlier. Mm-hmm. We're going to repeat it again. Yep. Um, so um, whenever we have somebody in in the studio or the dining room, whatever you want to call it. <laughs> it's um, not a studio. <laughs> In-house. In, in whenever we have somebody in-house, I like to mm. Facebook stalk them. Oh, and cool. So, yeah. Um, yeah, you say that. <laughs> cool. Can't wait. Cool. So I, I, I'm going to, I find, find the dirt on them. So, uh, and some of this, like, you know, obviously mm-hmm. yeah, you may not. Um, so, uh, I know, you know, this first one, cause you just posted it, but there's a video of you skateboarding to DC Talks Jesus Free. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it's fucking great. <laughs> well, which was popular uh, when you were born. It was a, it was my favorite song when I was like five mm-hmm. or six. Mm-hmm. So I remember it that yeah. like, it's yep. like a nostalgic song for me. I was yep. in high school, so it was like 95. Yeah, about and the same time. Yeah. Yep. God, um, I feel old. Jesus. <laughs> so bands that you liked on 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 Facebook and other outlets that I found you on. Um, oh no, uh, Hawk Nelson. Which I oh liked, yeah, I liked Hawk, ne- Hawk Nelson. I was you know, in I love didn't, with them. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't really know their music. Mm. They yeah. were kind of after my. They were like um, after pop punk was really cool. Okay, they were like 
They were like the lame Christian pop punk band. Yeah. Which one? And I thought they were really cool because I was like 11. But I was like, at the time that I was listening to Hawk Nelson, I lived with uh, like my grandma and grandpa and then my uncle. Okay. And I went into my uncle's room. He was like still in high school. And I was like 12. And I was like, hey, have you heard of Hawk Nelson? And he was like, yeah. Like, <laughs> so he looked that. like, you know, I, I used to like them. Yeah. And I was like, the poor oh, man's Reliant K. Okay. Well, I can't listen to them anymore. Yeah. <laughs> the poor man's Reliant I listened to Reliant K before Hawk Nelson, though. So yeah. I feel like I have some sort of credibility. Pop punk credibility. That I was really listening to the good stuff. Yeah. But also <laughs> Hawk Nelson. Yeah. Uh, Dashboard Confessional, which I like. Dash. I, I'm going to listen to the bands that I like that you liked. Um, dashboard confessional. I haven't listened to it in a long time, honestly. Uh, well, we have a they uh, haven't really we have a anything great supporter that is like the biggest dashboard mm-hmm. fan ever. Yeah, like, ever. Mm-hmm. It's a good band. She's yeah. seen him like thirty-eight times or something crazy. Something crazy. Yeah. yeah. Uh, the wedding. Oh gosh, I haven't the heard that. Wedding. The wedding. In a long time. Yeah. Never heard of it. I really liked uh, Christ Core in high school. Oh, okay. So like, like Christian anything, stuff. anything that was Christian and heavy. I was we, like, yeah. man, Matt and I went yep. through that phase went in college. Phase. We were listening to hardcore stuff and yeah. yeah. Um, went the band. to cornerstone and oh yeah, I never got to go. The yeah. band. Hello. Goodbye. Loved mm-hmm. them. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And then the bands that I didn't necessarily love that I'm going to say. <laughs> oh, okay. Go uh, ahead. Skillet. <laughs> didn't everybody I like still Skillet? Who did you like Skillet? What? Skillet's great. I had their first album and loved it yeah. in high school. Comatose like, the by Skillet is a great record. It was the one that they released on Forefront. That's the one I had. Mm-hmm. That was, it was art. It, it had a literal Skillet so on the front. Yeah. They were important mm-hmm. to me because they were like I saw them like in college. stuff and like yeah. doing like, you know, non-Christian stuff. I probably quote seen unquote, them four but times. They were, they I saw were them like in college. Band. I saw them in college and they put on a really good show actually. Yeah. It was fun. I saw them live once too. Yeah. It was awesome. I saw them live several times. I can't believe mm-hmm. you don't like Skillet. Just never did. Huh. Yeah. I get it. They're fine. I, I, I did like it. the uh, Saturn. Michael kind of Saturn, likes everything. So Saturn has a ring around it. I yeah. like that song. That's the album. Yeah. That's the album I had that, that I really one. liked in high school. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Best Kept Secret. I like that one. Too. I don't even. I don't think I've listened to them. I, I think at one I, point yeah. I just started like liking stuff just to you know. Yeah. Well, have, gonna, have like related followers like yeah see my right stuff too. yeah how do you feel about kj52 oh i love it so much see, i don't know I don't kj52 just i know then it's, it's uh it's really um corny but it's very nostalgic for me because i was yeah. like you know again i was in middle school and i was listening to all right. of these yeah, really yeah, yeah. cheesy christian artists who were doing like secular music of course third day. He, he had that song um third day I don't know what it's called, but didn't it's like, sir, your breast stank. <laughs> I think he did a song to, did, is he the one that did the song to Eminem? Like it was a yeah. letter. It was a letter to Eminem. It's so it was like, like Stan, but yes, like, but hey, you should be a Christian. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It was so bad. When I listen to it now, I'm like, wow, <laughs> this is, this is a uh, oh my God. good representation of this culture a right now. A stand ripoff. You yeah, got to love it. Was, it. Of course, that is Christian yes, music. Yes, it to, is. To its core. Mm-hmm. Uh, third Day. Um, I love Third Day. You don't like Third Day? I, I didn't like What third day. is wrong with you? I think they're fine. I, I liked them at a time. I, I, yeah, they, I liked them at the, yeah. in their day. Yeah. They still in their go third hard. Day. Yeah. I like them. I've talked about it on the podcast. I was a back show, backstage showrunner for them at a show in Bloomington, and they were like the nicest people ever. Yeah, I bet. Nice. They really were. They yeah. make great music. Yeah, they were great. He's giving me chills. Disciple? 
Oh, I've seen them. That was my first. That was my first heavy show ever. I've seen them a couple times. And uh, I moshed for the first time to that band. See, they were in like UGG boots. They were got a. (laughs) (laughs) That's amazing. (laughs) We we uh. Yeah, there you go, Mothman. I love that song. We saw them. They were getting big. They'd started in Knoxville, Tennessee, which is where we went to college. So we knew all about Disciple. Like, what are you doing? Circa 1995, buddy. This song is three years old. (laughs) (laughs) Funny because it's true. I know, right? (laughs) This is where it slaps. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, I'm I'm literally. (laughs) I I mute. I I pause it. It's fine. Um, I think I'm drunk. (laughs) Yes. I can't wait. This is the best because we're gonna get the best stuff. Um. Uh, and, and that's pretty much it for music. But uh, you like Harry Potter and Hunger Games? I love those. I love Harry Potter. Oh, Harry Potter. I got a Harry Potter best. tattoo. I read them every couple oh, years. Oh, nice. nice! That's fantastic. That's so awesome. It's on my finger. My uncle did it in that's his living room. Nice. nice. That's awesome. You got a prison tattoo from your uncle. That's <laughs> yeah. fantastic. That's great. <laughs> um, and then Hunger Games, which I loved Hunger Games. Yeah, still love that, that Wa- series. Walking Dead. You still you watch. Know, not anymore. Oh, I just got tired of it. It was like the same shit every season. So they've taken some time jumps. It's pretty great right now. Hmm. No, it's not. Yeah, it is. Move on, Michael. Um, Can we get to the interview? <laughs> and then Fresh Prince of Bel Air as well. Oh, that show was. While, I haven't yeah, either, but show. God, I loved that when yeah. it was when it was big. Great show. Back why when he, I was why like, don't he love me? Yeah, I was why just thinking. About, literally, just thought about that scene in my head mm-hmm. when he said it. It's a good scene. Michael doesn't know that scene. I don't know that scene. Oh, it's about his, uh, his deadbeat dad. dad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh. I can relate. So that's why I like it. Yeah. A lot. Perfect. It's great segue. scene. There you go. <laughs> great segue. All right. So. Um, and Michael reads 12 more things. <laughs> no, no, no. no, no, no. That's great it. segue. I'm going to go back five steps. No, no, no. And it's fine. <laughs> um, so um, we're talking to Brandon. Brandon says we need to have you on. I did. Um, he had said that you had reached out to another podcast, mm-hmm. uh, the, the Voldemort of podcasts. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> it was a liturgist. Um, so, God, he has, sh- sh- shall not be named. No, liturgists are cool. Uh, Hillary McBride is awesome. Yep. So, I literally, like her a lot. she's wonderful. Or soon so, to have. She's uh, my what, favorite person to talk on podcasts, I think. She's we've had, we've she's had, had her. We've got, if you want to listen, we've had her on like five or six times. Yeah, she yeah. was on here first. It was actually, she had been on this podcast and. Uh, Science Mike had tweeted out that uh, he was looking for somebody to talk about, um, I think, trauma. And our mm. listeners reached out to him and mm-hmm. said, have her on. And, and yep, that's, that's how awesome. she ended up on the liturgist. That's amazing. Yeah. Yeah. So, um, You're welcome, Hills. <laughs> <laughs> um, so, okay. Um, anyway, so, so you tweeted at the liturgist. And, um, it, and I'm going to read the tweet um, because I kind of want to talk about it. <laughs> Um, so you said, I am an ex-religious Jesus believing musician who writes about loss and discovery, uh, the discovery of faith. And I would really like to speak with y'all about the problem of West Western Christian culture and what art can do to help, uh, people it is hurt. Mm-hmm. So, um, let's, so, so tell us about, um, your music first. Okay. Um, and kind of why you write the way that you do. Cause, cause it, your songs are spiritual in nature. Mm-hmm. Um, not all of them obviously, but mm-hmm. um, yeah. Yeah. Why do you write um, the way that you do? So I guess I should go to like where it began, like where it, yeah. the motivation started for me. Sure. Um, so when I was like 15, I watched this video um, 
it was a documentary about come and live have you heard of that mm-hmm. no um so they were like kind of tooth and nail era like okay, okay. um christian non-profit label that um would sign these artists and um it was non-profit so they would like release music for free so you could just oh, wow. go to this website and listen to all of this music for free hmm. and it was awesome and um ascend the hill was on that uh oh, yeah. non-profit label have you ever seen the hill i have yeah love them so much mm-hmm. um they were like super important for me because i was a christian who was 15 years old and i wanted i really loved music and i loved good music and i wanted to hear worship music that was like genuinely good and honest and not just like the shit that's been putting out like yeah. k-love music you know yeah um <clears throat> so ascend the hill was on this was on this label and they put out this documentary um and it was just about ascend the hill and like i think the ember days and some other band um walking tree maybe um went to new zealand and like did a tour but they also did like it was like a mission trip for them like they treated it like a mission trip Hmm. so they were like the leader of uh, come and live chad johnson was like praying over people and they were videotaping it and like asking people what they needed and like helping them and um praying over people healing people um and at the time it was super like life-changing for me because i'd never heard that you Mm. could like be a musician and also like be a missionary because that's kind of what i think i wanted to do at that point was like i want to be a missionary okay um so and then i discovered as cities burn um have you Mm. heard of them i have so uh as cities burn is like this uh emory era um band that's like christians but they talk about doubt and things that christians don't normally talk about um in music and it's good music too so the first time i heard these songs like there's a song called the widow about the guy's dad um cody's dad and i was like i never knew you could do this like i never knew you could make music that was honest (laughs) or that you could talk about like things that you know you're not really allowed to talk about right um so with those two things like i kind of developed this like style of writing that's like i want to talk about things that are going on in my life that are real i want to talk about things that matter to me i want to talk about things that i think people should know about um and initially i wanted to be what come and live would call a a musicianary which is like super (laughs) corny (laughs) I cringe at that, but, um, it's, you know, that's what I wanted to be. And then, um, I moved to Nashville to be on come and live or like to, I wanted to be on come and live like really bad. Um, but they were kind of like disintegrating at the time and like doing something else. Okay. So I was like, well, that's not going to work. Um, I tried to go to college and I dropped out cause that was stupid. <laughs> I, I went for, I went for music ministry at this Pentecostal school. Oh, fuck yes. So. <laughs> I lasted one semester and I was like, there's too many rules here. I don't like this. Do you have to dress in denim? No, but I couldn't wear uh, shorts <laughs> yeah. or skirts uh, yep, longer than your ankles. Sounds about right. Yeah, yep. that's pretty crazy. Um, so, yeah. Um, Did you get to the flags part, though? Did you get, was that second semester? There, was a, there, were, a few, there were a few flags <laughs> during, this, during chapel in the Trumpets morning. And yeah, very early for flags and dancing, <laughs> but I got to see that every day. <laughs> it was great. Um, is there a right time for that? I'm not really sure <laughs> there is. When do you raise the flag? When do you not raise the flag? <laughs> um, but yeah, so 
that's kind of like where my motivation started was I wanted to to make a difference or care about people, yeah. be genuine, be transparent, um, and make these songs that are about me and get to show people that they're not alone in some things maybe. Yeah. Um, I kind of forgot what the question was. No, no, but no. So, no. <laughs> so, no it's fine. Yeah, I, I, I think was, you answered it. It, it. Is why do you write the the music that you do? Yeah, yeah, what, yeah. It, yeah, cool. Yeah. So yeah, it's just like whatever's going on in my life at the time. Um, I'll try to put an honest take on it and be very. I I really want to be self analytical and yeah. open. So, usually becomes like self analytical yeah. songs. So what? What has your sort of Christian journey looked like? Yeah, hmm. life and Christian journey. I guess I should say because those things are. We like to separate those, but they're not separate. They're definitely um, so, intertwined. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So what? I mean, what did that look like, and how has that a f- sort of uh, informed your your take and your music? Mm, um, so it's I love I love being a musician because I get to like see tangible um, documentation of where I'm at in my faith, yeah, like right. um, throughout the years, and so I grew up like super conservative christian um my mom and dad were amazing so my mom and stepdad um were amazing to me they loved and cared for me and they were really strict um but i was really disobedient so (laughs) i don't know if the two go hand in hand like if maybe they weren't strict i wouldn't have been disobedient but i probably would have been because i was just curious by nature um but you know i grew up being told like it was like the church i went to was in houston texas um it was like not it was non-denominational, but it wasn't not Baptist. Like it was kind of, sort of, yeah, 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 yeah. edgy Baptist, you know. Um, <laughs> and they like, you know, they're like weird about tongues. Um, so maybe not edgy, maybe like like right wing, like Baptist. I don't know. But um, I kind I grew up in that church, and that's all I knew. Like my mom was saved going to that church, and. Um, it was like my family, like my home for a long time. And then I moved to New Mexico when my mom got married. Um, and I moved back to Houston and started going to that church again. And that was after like leaving high school and leaving college and having some experience in life. Um, but like all throughout my childhood and my youth, like I was a dick about Christianity. Like mm-hmm. I was very, very legalistic in my beliefs and Mm -hmm. was very judgmental and very had a us versus versus them mentality, even though I I kind of uh, shrouded it with this sense of self-righteousness. And I really didn't like myself, definitely hated myself during that time it's funny how those things coincide yeah exactly it? Yeah. i was projecting <laughs> you're, you're, for sure you're not saying anything that we don't know at this yeah. point yeah yep yeah um so when i like turned 18 and i grad- left college um i kind of started doing all the things i said i would never do like drinking smoking cussing mm-hmm. like losing my virginity and like doing all these all the taboo wrong things that you're right. not supposed to do when yeah. you're a christian yeah. you know all the things that they say that I don't know, you should be disciplined for or held accountable for. Which, I mean, yeah, you sh- you do need to be held accountable for the wrong things that you do. But I don't know. There was a lot of uh, shame yep. in that time that I was living, um, doing things that I knew were wrong. But I had been kind of raised to believe that they were really, really <coughs> wrong. And that, 
you know, I was a bad person and I didn't Mm. deserve love. Um, And so once I like experienced all those things and experienced that shame and then the realization that God still loves me, like I started to change my views on things like, well, it seems like God loves his people no matter what they do. Like people who love God, he loves too. Like, why would I hate somebody who's doing something that I think is wrong? That doesn't make sense. Right. Um, So it started with that. It started very Mm -hmm. small like that. Mm -hmm. Um, And I was really into Mark Driscoll at the time. Oh, my. (laughs) But (laughs) I'm not anymore. Um, You know why you are not anymore? (laughs) That was good. Great timing. (laughs) Yeah. Um, well I done. just well really done, liked buddy. the whole like I was super opinionated and I still kind of oh, am sometimes. He's, he's but I would get that. yeah, I'm, I was like an angry opinionated, so mm-hmm. I would get pissed when people didn't agree with the things that I agree with. Mm-hmm. So I loved Mark Driscoll for that. Yep. Um, but yeah, I kind of I got uh, introduced into C.S. Lewis, and mm-hmm. he's my favorite author. Nice. Now that this segment is named after C.S. Yes. Lewis, is it further oh. up, further in? Yeah. I love that. Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah. Yep. That's so good. Um, yeah, favorite. Favorite art, uh, author. And um, once I read, I think the first thing that I read by him was uh, Problem of Pain. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. And then, well, other than, you know, Chronicles of Narnia. Yeah, right. Um, and then I read The Great Divorce, which changed my life. Oh. Yeah. yeah. It's my I would favorite. love to talk about that The Great Divorce. God, yes. it's, it's one of my questions. Cool. Um, <laughs> That's my favorite. But yeah, so like I, you know, it's it was a long period of time where I'm, starting to i hate using this word but deconstruct yeah like yeah, yeah. we use it a um, lot but i totally yeah, get it yeah I, it's jumped the shark yeah yeah. <laughs> yeah it's becoming yeah. A, a term yes yeah. Yeah. um yeah, yeah. but yeah so like i started to figure out you know i wasn't be, being an adult and being independent and you know living my life and experiencing things and experiencing pain and hardship um and recognizing that transparency is the only thing that keeps people together um and I just started becoming more and more tired with the people around me who were saying that they were Christians. Like I hated church. It was really, everything about it was annoying to me. Everything was too showy. Yep. Like yeah. I hate the lights. I hate the, the performance of like worship and it being like an entertainment thing when I was like, I just want God. Like this yeah. is all, this one thing is all I want and I'm getting too much of it. Yeah. Um, and I was seeing a lot of hypocrisy and, in myself too and things that I didn't like about myself. Um, and so I think like the turning point for me was two years ago, 2016, maybe three years ago. Um, I was on tour with this band called Trewin. So two of the guys in Trewin are on my label or who own my label, um, Tom and Jesse. Um, and they are both like strong atheists. Like they really hate religion. Mm-hmm. Um, understandably so. Sure. They have good reasons to hate religion. Mm-hmm. Um, but they like they were in that band, and I was riding in the van with them on the tour. And they would just grill me every day, <laughs> like grill me with questions and ask me questions and make me feel stupid a lot of the time because I didn't know what I was talking about. Yeah. And it made me analyze myself and be like, I really don't know what I'm talking about. Who, who am I to say that I'm right about what I believe? Um, and I, at the time, I was reading this book called uh, Notes from the Tilt Whirl by N.D. Wilson, um, which if you haven't read that book, mm, I haven't it's not. incredible. Um, it changed my life. It really did. That I think that reading that book at the time that I was going through all of this was perfect timing. Um, 
I really started to doubt myself and be like, what if God's not real? Like, what if nothing that I believe is real and it's something else and I'm wrong and I die and nothing happens? Like, <coughs> it really terrified me. Um, and I don't know. I, I was really bummed and depressed because <laughs> I was like, I have nothing to live for. Like, yeah. I really think yeah. that if I wasn't a Christian, I would be a nihilist because I just... I don't think that I think that the only purpose I have is to do what is good, yeah. like to, to grow and change and become, you know, some, someone yeah. that I can believe in as a good person. Mm -hmm. Um, but yeah, so I was just really depressed and I was reading this book notes of the total world and he talks about, um, atoms and he talks about what they're made out of and they're made out of quarks and leptons. Mm -hmm. Um, which I don't know what those are, but um, <laughs> in science, it you don't says, have to say that part next. Time. <laughs> <laughs> in science, it says push and pull um, is what quarks and quarks are made out of. Um, just p push and pull of energy, mm -hmm. not mass. And so something that is not mass creates mass somehow. And then it creates, you know, this table. Yeah. Right. Um, mm -hmm. Me. That is mostly empty space. Everything around you. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. It's insane. Yeah. And he proposes an idea that he thinks it's God's voice and that concept for me just something about it like mm -hmm. really did it for me um so we were in the van and we were driving up to california it was the first time i'd ever been to california and it was like the sun was rising were you singing hawk nelson let's back up and move to california <laughs> yeah i think she was yeah i think yeah, so too yeah i wish i think we were listening to like bonnie bear so it was really sad <laughs> oh, man. That's um, right. yeah. yeah something real fucked up mm -hmm. <laughs> So we were like driving and it was really beautiful, obviously, like California's gorgeous. And I remember looking out at everything and I was just thinking about the stuff I was reading. And I was like, everything, everything is alive. Like everything that's, that's made up of atoms, like atoms vibrate in place and move from one place to another. They disappear and then reappear. And then it creates matter and somehow it all exists. And somehow we have a consciousness and I was just like, I don't know what I believe about anything else, but I know that I believe in God. Like, there's no way to deny this, to see it, you know, mm -hmm. tangibly. I can't deny it. And especially the things that I feel like I've experienced in my life um, that I that I can't describe to be anything other than God. Yeah. Um, it just felt like a miracle. Um, so, yeah, I think that's definitely the place that I'm in now. Like, I... Don't, I don't like any of the cultural, religious bullshit that's, that's surrounded Christianity lately. Like, mm -hmm. it's all very frustrating to me. Everything that's cultural yeah. is yeah. frustrating yep. to me. Yep. Anything that's trendy, um, which I think that might be just like, I'm a, I hate saying this too. I'm an Enneagram four. So. <laughs> <laughs> that's so great. I hate anything that doesn't make me unique, you know, yeah. or like. That mm -hmm. anything that feels like it's conforming, yeah, um, that frustrates me. So it's probably just a like character flaw in me. <laughs> but yeah, that's that's the thing that's like motivated me is yeah. to you know recognize that there's a lot of stuff that I see that I don't like and that I don't feel like is God that's being ingrained into people and like from birth and being raised to believe all of these certain things and that's all you know. Yeah. You know? yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. And that's all I knew. Yeah. And, um, yeah, I just wish, you know, like things would change a little bit. <laughs> you know, people. Well, and you, I mean, 
you said that you, know, you just you got to the point where it's like I can't not believe this. Like yeah, yeah. And we've I think we met like last week or the week before. We yeah, sort Josh of used the this. phrase from Frederick Beekner. He's a habitual believer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, and that's kind of what we feel like. I just can't I, quit you. That's kind of well, what's I mean. That's kind of what I feel like. But I, 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 it's funny to hear you talk like that because I feel very similar. Mm-hmm. Fuck cultural Christianity into the dirt. I hate it. It mm-hmm. drives me insane. It's led to just terrible shit yeah and it's led to the guy in the white house right now who is just wreaking untold damage on everything mm-hmm. like i hate it but man i i can i read I can't, stuff i can't I, quit the mystery it, yeah. it is it's the mystery of it it's yeah. it's yeah. it's the energy and relationship mm-hmm. in in all things that I just leave, I, I just put that, I, I've heard Rob Bell talk about it, but I just yeah. sort of put that in a box yep. of everything I don't understand. I'll just label that God. Yeah. Yeah. I, God is all the things you can't know. Right. Like, and so yeah. I'm fine with that. Like that's, I've gotten to a point in my life, I'm fine with doing that. And if people reject that, that's cool. Like, you know, we've got listeners that are atheists and we've got atheist uh, agnostic listeners and fine. Like Republicans, it's weird. We do have a few Republicans. <laughs> um But it's, it's. <laughs> I'm fine with that too, like whatever, but that's just, I, I just can't at this point in my life, I, I'm just not an atheist and I, mm-hmm. but I'm also not a okay. Christian. I don't know what they, whatever that even means anymore. You know, yeah. well, I feel I mean, like I want to reclaim the word Christian. <laughs> yeah. It's like, yep. well, when I, you know, I th- I've said before, like if Donald Trump is a Christian, then that word doesn't mean anything anymore. Yeah. Like, what does that even mean to be a Christian when he is considered a Christian? I don't know. You know? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Well, I mean, it, it's just like an ornament on people. Yeah. It, yes. Yeah. So yeah. Lives, great way to put you know? it. That's yeah. a great way to put it. Well, I mean, Jesus said in 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 Luke, he talks about you know the Pharisees like, well, when's the kingdom of God going to come? He's like, the kingdom of God's it's not going to come with signs. It's not going to be observable. Right. It's yes. it's people can't say, look, here it is or there it is. It's it's fucking you. everywhere. It's, it's in your midst. You. Yeah, it's yeah. within you. It's in your midst. However you want to translate that, it's literally everywhere. And so that's the mystery is that. It's literally all around you, and you just have to have the eyes to see it. Yeah, you can't just go, "Oh, that's it," or "That's it," or "That's it." It's literally, yeah, the. I mean, it's what Richard Rohr talks about in the Universal Christ. The Christ is in everything, mm-hmm. and everything is in the Christ. Yeah, went to the Philadelphia Museum of Art um, on tour with my now husband. We were dating at the time last year. Hi, husband. <laughs> hey, buddy. <laughs> hey, Danny. <laughs> Hi, Danny. <laughs> but uh, we went and we were. Looking at uh, lots, it's huge museum. It's the mm-hmm. best museum I've ever been to. It's like twenty dollars for a whole day to go to two different locations. Mm-hmm. Yeah, um, and we went to. We just spent time in the Renaissance era, like post Constantine era, mm-hmm. like section of the museum, and spent like five hours there because there was so much. But we were seeing a lot of like paintings, like European paintings yeah. of Jesus, yep. and he was white, like super right, pale white, <laughs> like and, and like quote-unquote angelic looking Mm -hmm. like looked like a baby face and um it's just interesting like how things are translated over time oh sure um i forgot (laughs) i hate when i do this but i was (laughs) i forgot the point that i was gonna make (laughs) oh we do that all the time probably because i'm a little little drunk that's fine fine. (laughs) we do that also but yeah i just wanted i wanted to talk i remember thinking about that i remember thinking i want to talk about the museum because it was so interesting to me like um cultural like Mm -hmm. culturally what happens um 
and oh we were looking at that's what i was going to talk about we were looking at like different parts of the world like their <coughs> religions and their mm-hmm. their um, imagery that they use in their art and a lot of it is kind of like so we went to the the asia section and there was um there was these like pottery of you know many faced many winged many armed mm-hmm. gods to them and for us it was like this this is looks really similar to something that is in the bible like an like some kind of seraphim or some kind sure. of like um ezekiel's vision yeah, yeah. exactly mm-hmm. and i realized being at this museum seeing all these cultures and all these religions in one place i was like it's all very similar and i feel like there's there's bits of truth in all of it. There's like, thread, common thread. Yeah. yeah, and it's just it's people's perceptions of this thing based on where they're born and where how they were raised to interpret it in that it's way. It's like you've listened to our podcast before. It is. It <laughs> is kind of weird. Yeah, like, mm-hmm. we've just been talking about this. You know, I was reading Alan Watts and he was talking about the Tao and I was 1. like, one point twenty one Alan. Yes, one point twenty one Alan Watts. Um, but he he was talking about the eternal Tao and. It was like he's talking about the Christ. It's the same thing that Richard Rohr's talking about mm-hmm. in the Universal Christ. Mm-hmm. Alan Watts is talking mm-hmm. about as the Tao. They're literally just using interchangeable language, and they're talking about the same, yeah, fucking thing. Like, God is a pagan word. It's a German word. Right. It's not even. I don't even right. think that's his real name hmm. or their it's their Bell. real name. Right. Yeah. Right. Because um, three persons. Bell. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Oh, sure. It's just yeah. I, his name's Bill. God. I I started really. <laughs> God. Bill Christ. Yeah. Uh, it's his, it's his, his brother. It's his cousin. Um, no, William's his dad. Uh, yeah. Please don't call me William. That's my father. Um, <laughs> I don't even know what point I was going to make. Uh, I lost it. There goes Michael again, yes. derailing it. I, I've lost it completely. There you go. Well, you were talking about, you were talking about, I mean, I'm reading Alan Watts as well. Um, the way of Zen. I mean, they're probably saying the exact same yeah. thing. I mean, but the Tao is, I mean, the, it, it's interchangeable. Language is inherently limiting. Mm-hmm. Yes. Like, once you name something, you've limited it. Well, and, and so you're trying to name yeah. something that's like this eternal mystery. Mm-hmm. Call it the Big Bang. Call mm-hmm. it the Christ. Call it the Tao. Well, call I, it whatever. I mean, and it's it's inherently limiting, but it's all talking about the same ultimate reality. Well, it's. I, I remember what I was going to say was, Rohr talks about, you know, the only language that, that honest religion is capable of is metaphor, you know, but what we've done, the problem with Christianity is that we've taken metaphor and gone, Oh, that's the literal. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. Like in, in what I, what I started noticing a few years back was starting to read things like from mystics of like Rumi and reading other mystics of other religions and going, they're all in what I noticed was the common thread of them. It always boiled down to love. Mm-hmm. Like they were all using kind of poetic language, but it they were all using the same language. And I thought, man, that's really interesting. I think mystic, mystics are the uh, artists of Christianity. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> They're the yeah. artists of any religion, I yeah. think. Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean, Rumi is just a poet, like, mm-hmm. and he's just a beautiful poet. He was a beautiful poet. And, you know, and that's, yeah, I mean, I think that the mystics, it always boiled down to love. And the, the the that was the common thread that went through, and I thought, man, that's really interesting. I remember just re- thinking that years ago, thinking, how interesting is that? Mm-hmm. That they all have drawn the same conclusion. These are mm-hmm. people that have had experiences of the divine, and they've all this is the same. They've all come to the same conclusion that it's love. Well, you know what's crazy is, um, I feel like 
I was made to believe that the word mysticism or mystics is taboo. Yes. Oh, yeah. You yeah, know? Sure. Yeah. And so I was always like, oh, I don't want to deal with those hippie, like, weirdos. Yeah, yeah, you yeah, know? right. But whenever, you know, I started listening to the Liturgist podcast. Yeah. And that's what started it was yeah. hearing the word mystic. I think it was the Richard Warpack podcast. Mm-hmm. Um, and I looked up mysticism and I was like, this is just Christianity. Like, this is just experiencing yes. God. Yes. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Like, this is just real. Yes. Why does there have... And that's the thing that frustrates me is that there has to be, like, people have to label things so that they can decide if this thing is good or bad. Yep, absolutely. Um, and it sucks because I don't recognize that I'm judge- prejudging something based on the label until way later, you know, and that's that sucks because if I had, you know, mysticism and Christianity, like, go hand in hand. Yes. It's just... It's experiencing well, God at a real Jesus was level. A mystic. Yeah, Paul was a fucking Paul mystic. Was a mystic. Yeah, like, they all were. I yes. mean, the Bible is written by desert dwelling mystics. So, like, it's like, interesting that it's yeah. a negative term. Yeah, now. I don't right. understand that. I mean, I do. Well, but we, I don't. we're we're afraid of what we don't understand because yeah. mysticism has an there's an inherent uncertainty about it. Mysticism embraces the unknown. It embraces mystery and embraces the unknown. Mm-hmm. And all we want is in the West, especially we. The problem is we, when we turn Christianity into a Western religion, yep, and it's not. It mm-hmm. was from the ancient Near East, and it should be understood and read through that lens. It's more Buddhist than can, what can America I sh- has. Can I share an experience of while well, I was working in a, sure. in a store in, in at Purdue University the other day? Sure. So I was working in Purdue. It was uh, Ash Wednesday, and um, a girl comes up and she's got the ash on her mm-hmm. on her on her forehead. Uh, the barista behind the counter, uh, um, kind of redneck. I mean, it is, it's pretty new. Um, it's Indiana. Like, that, say it's Indiana. Indiana. She's like, yeah. Yeah. It's like, uh, what's that? And, uh, she's like, and she explains what it is. Uh, and she says, Oh, what church do you go to? And then she ex- says what church she goes to. And then the, the, the barista says, Oh, I've researched them. They're, they're not real Christians. Oh, oh my gee. god! Um, and, and, and she's like, "Yeah, yeah, we are." Um, she's like, "Oh no, uh, y'all, y'all believe in the Big Bang? That's not real. That's not." Oh it, my I, lord! I, I got news for you. Uh, if you believe in the Big Bang, you ain't Christian. I'm sorry. And that she was a says real this to a customer, to a goddamn mm-hmm. paying customer. That was a real interaction. Can we, can, I don't even good. really like. I can't even have a normal like shallow conversation with a customer at my shop i just (laughs) just i can't even imagine stating my opinion to a person that i don't you don't you don't tell them they're not christians as you you hand them a cup of coffee but that is a a, big gulps huh all right see you later that's the americanized christianity of certainty and knowing everything Mm -hmm. talking to it's i hate it a a religion that's that's this that's rooted in, in, in tradition and is willing to have a conversation about the big bang theory and, and saying, Oh, you're no, you're wrong. It took me a really long time to not feel guilty about having doubts. Yeah. And oh, to yeah. To not feel guilty about yes. like yeah. being okay with not knowing things um, or to talk about the things that I don't understand and ask questions that are not normally asked. Like, it took me it took me a really long time to realize that that was okay and that I wasn't, you know, I don't know, sinning or yeah, uh, right. doing something wrong yes. by asking questions. Well, if you doubt, you don't have faith. 
And if the, and no. faith is the answer to 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 doubt in the in the, the Americanized Christian, it's really crazy tradition. because after having doubt, um, I feel like I came to understand God more and yeah. less than I ever have in my That's life. That's a great paradox, and yeah. um, also feel so much closer yeah. to Him, them. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I, I, it, I did the them. same thing. <laughs> I did the same yeah. thing, and mm-hmm. and can't really. I've I've always struggled to explain that. Mm-hmm. Like it kind of goes beyond. Uh, it's a knowing that goes beyond a knowing in a weird yeah. way. Yeah. Like it's it's realizing you don't know everything and being okay with and, it. And yep. just and you yeah. just sort of rest in that. You know, yeah. All right. Like it's the deep calling out to deep. Yeah. Yeah. And it's it's my record. It sounds about. like a quote, right? Mm-hmm. That sounds like a, <laughs> it's what it's a lyric from her her album. Yeah. It is. Yeah. I mean. Yeah. I mean. It's. Yeah, I got that so, from the Bible. So, <laughs> was it autographed? Have you heard of it? They made a book out of that. Um, yeah, I'm uh, handing out signed uh, Bibles out on my next tour. <laughs> That's so good. I With should Trump's do that as a, them, as a prank. That'd be yeah, fun. if anybody's should. listening to this and goes to one of her shows, uh, take a bring, Bible. Take a Bible and ask her to sign it. Yeah, please. Yeah. I will do it. Yeah. Yep. I'm not afraid. Let's let's you. talk about your music. Um, uh, well, I, I, I want to. Okay, let's not. Michael's uh, got his own <laughs> idea. Well, I want to. I want to talk about the second part of that that tweet uh, where you talked about, and I think we've covered that a little bit, but I want to make sure we've we've beaten that dead horse. Yes. All right. But um, <laughs> can you talk about? Um, so, so you say I want the problem of Western Christian culture and what art can do to help people it is hurt. So mm-hmm. can you talk about um, what art does to 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 help so um again i'm going to start by you know self-experience and and what it's done for me oh sure um you know hearing that band as cities burn and hearing that transparency was the moment that i felt some something real you know Mm -hmm. um and i was like music is powerful music is very powerful Mm -hmm. um because it made me it brought up all these feelings i didn't know i had that I was suppressing yeah. and it made me address them. And then I wrote the father complex, like immediately, like almost immediately after, um, hearing those bands. And I was like 18 that's and crazy. that's like mm, my most popular song, <laughs> um, which is crazy to me because yeah. I was an <laughs> idiot. I was just reading a journal of like all my old poems from when I was in high school, mm-hmm. like when I was 18 and I wrote that song and they were all bad except for that song. It's crazy. <laughs> it's really weird how that works. Um, but yeah, so when I was in college, you know, I was at this Pentecostal school and so everybody was like super strict, like no PDA, like you can't dance on campus or you get $250 fine. Good Crazy shit like that. Yeah. So I I didn't have any friends until the very end of the semester when I was about to leave and I made this, a friend with this girl who took me into her dorm and showed me the Smiths for the first time. Nice. Which is funny. And she, she let me borrow her movies. It was like Queen Mary Antoinette, the movie, um, the Royal Tenenbaums mm-hmm. and oh, that's a great movie. Uh, another Wes Anderson movie, I think. But she Please was like the indie like girl, like who changed my life, yeah, you know? Yeah. Right. But I was talking to her about a relationship that I had been in and that like we were both Christians and we struggled with, quote unquote sexual sin and <laughs> literally like all we did was make out <laughs> and like dry hump and that was it and i thought i was a terrible Christian person sex. Yep. you gotta love it <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> so i told her about that and i was like you know talking about it i was just ta- like talking like being genuine and she was like me and my boyfriend struggle with that and i didn't know any other christian mm-hmm. like 
had any kind of sexual interaction with their partners because yep. nobody talks about you're it. always wow. the only one yeah you and always feel everybody's like doing it everybody's like doing that. it yeah. but you feel like exactly. the only one yeah. but i didn't know dudes, that dudes jerking off when they're 16 oh, dude, like it you're the crazy. only one that like, does that i had never talked about it before mm. but i just decided to because this girl had invited me into her dorm yeah. and just was nice yep. to me um and she she saw that like me being vulnerable for a minute and it made her want to be vulnerable yeah um, and she cried to me and it was really crazy. And it was like this clicking moment in my mind, like this gets to people being transparent and just talking about things that I struggle with. It's weird. Like yeah. mm-hmm. people need somebody else to say, yep. I deal with this sometimes to be able to recognize it in themselves or to feel mm-hmm. comforted in some way. That's the only reason this podcast still exists. Yeah. yeah. And that uh, honestly, mm-hmm. that's that's the reason we we tried to do a church plant. It's the reason why mm-hmm. we started this podcast is because we needed an outlet. But but also what we found um, was that there were we thought we were alone. And there are so many people. Literally dozens. There are so many people. At least ten. At yes. least ten. <laughs> and that's why so many people have have connected with this. That's why the, the pastor's pub, it's a Facebook group of our listeners have connected and feel that community mm-hmm. is because they felt alone and they haven't been able to voice their doubt. They haven't been able to, to, to really come to terms with um, some of the biggest questions they've had. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I, and I think that's what your, um, your art does. It, it, the, the vibe I get from it is it, it's a, a voice of, of comfort mm-hmm. in a, a, a season of, um, of just doubt and, and wanting to hold on to God and not really sure uh, what what's there. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think it does it really, really well. Yeah. yeah. So. That's my whole goal is like, so I didn't, I didn't really clarify this, but I went to, I went to Nashville to, to be a part of come and live and they were disbanding. And so I was like, I don't need to go to college or to go to school to, or even go to come and live to do what I think I want to do with my life. Mm-hmm. And I feel like I need to, make these songs and talk about things that are going on in my life that maybe somebody else can relate to. Um, and so that's how it kind of started was I want to be really intentional about being transparent. I want to be really intentional about talking about things that are really hard to talk about normally. And a lot of that is Christianity and dealing with doubts and, and, and not knowing things and not believing things sometimes. And, the the really not pretty parts of being a Christian, mm-hmm. the really hard mm-hmm. parts. Um, and so that's like when I feel like I'm veering off or I, I'm losing focus and I'm not enjoying what I'm doing anymore, I, I remind myself, like, this is why you wanted to do yep. this. Absolutely. This is the reason. The reason is that people receive the most when you are willing to open yourself up to them yep. and mm-hmm. be vulnerable first. Yep. And it creates community. And like you were saying with your podcast yeah. and your group, like these people feel comforted that there is somebody, at least one other person who has a, maybe a little bit louder of a voice, you know, yeah, right. who's saying something <laughs> that you were thinking and right. you didn't think anybody else was thinking. Yeah. And it's crazy. Like being on tour for the past two years, I've, I talk about like when I play songs, I like to talk about what the songs are about. I kind of ramble sometimes, um, <laughs> but I'll talk about like, you know, dealing with doubt and my faith and whatever the song is about and depression and anxiety and mm-hmm. everything. And I'll have like 
at least one person come up to me and say, I didn't know that there was somebody else who was thinking these things. Yep. Yep. And I feel like that, that's the, that's the thing. Yeah. That's the thing that it's solidarity. Yeah. Yeah. That's the thing that, um, I feel like changes people's outlooks. Yeah. Yeah. I, I had, so I did a search in, in the pastor's pub, which is the Facebook group that we've got. Uh, I just searched many rooms just to see if anybody had mentioned it before. And of course, Brandon mentioned it like 18 Hmm. times, Uh, but there was another guy and I am blanking on his name. I'll, I'll I'll look it up here in a minute, but he, he had gone to one of your shows Mm -hmm. and was talking about how profound it was, how great it was. He's like, you all need to check, check, check her out. Cause this is, this is the, this is our people. Mm -hmm. Um, and in hindsight, it was, it was, I don't know months or a year ago that he, he wrote that. And I, I, I didn't see it. There's so much stuff going on in there. I didn't see it, but it was really cool that, that, you are connecting with those people and what you're doing. So, yeah. And I, and I think, I mean, I think the good thing about different media, like the podcast or music in particular, is that it, it's Nick Vaducey, by the way, Nick Vaducey, it, it breaks <laughs> down, it breaks down, I guess, uh, self-erected barriers that you would put up. Yeah. And, I mean, music has an emotional quality to it, obviously. And so it opens you, it automatically, it opens you up whether you want it to or not. Um, I mean, what is it? Leonard Cohen said, I heard there was a secret chord that David played. <laughs> right. the Lord. I, I love mean, that line. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I mean, like, yeah. it, it pleased God that yeah. he played this, that mm-hmm. he played, according to Leonard Cohen, which has to be right because it's Leonard Cohen. You're me cry. I love that line. <laughs> uh, that song's so great. <laughs> but I mean, like, there's just, there's just that quality to it that opens people up, you know, even the divine, that essentially opens up the divine or opens up the divine within us to. Mm be more receptive. That's why we tell dick jokes on this fucking podcast. <laughs> because if you can, I mean, was uh, George Collins said, if you can make people laugh, you can introduce profound truths to them. Yeah. Yeah. That's, that's why we do this. I, I definitely mean, believe that. Yeah. I think that comedy right now is a good, oh, like, great. it's a great representation of where we are in society right now. Yes. Like mm-hmm. if you just watch comedy and yep. see what they talk about and see the things like it's, it's the, the subjects that they touch it's on. It's the prophetic voice. Yeah. Right now. It's like, yeah. it's like the, the most accurate news of yeah. <laughs> right now. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. But yeah. Awesome. Um, so I, I have like 18 more questions. Or we're, we're, we're not going <laughs> to, we're not going to get into all of them, but I, um, I, I want to touch on, on some of it. Uh, so your album, um, there is a presence here. Mm-hmm. Um, I want to talk about the original name of the album and where it comes from. Oh, did you look at the, the Google doc? Maybe. Oh, sweet. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> That's exciting. Um, I haven't pulled up as we so we're right about now. To, we're about to get into C.S. Lewis, aren't we? Yeah, yeah. yeah we are. <laughs> awesome. Well, it was going to be called New Many Nest, um, which is Latin. Um, and it's a, it, I, I found it in C.S. Lewis's book, The Problem of Pain, um, which I never finished, by the way, because it, it gets you to a You have a problem point. with it's pain. Not a li- yeah. It's not a light read. <laughs> it's not. No, it gets to a not. point where I was like, I don't understand what he's saying at all. Uh-huh. But um, in the beginning, he talks about like why humanity needs religion. And he talks about these points and he talks about the numinous experience, which is like not fear. It's not a physical fear. It's like dread, um, but different. It's like a spiritual dread. Mm-hmm. Um, so he says like, you know, there's a person in another room, like with a gun, you know, and you tell someone that they're going to feel a certain kind of fear. Um, <laughs> but if there's a ghost in the no- another room and someone tells you there's a ghost or a, a demonic presence in the other room, they feel something else. It's like, hmm. it's a, it's in the numinous experience. They call that new many nest, which means there is a presence here or this place is haunted. 
Um, so I have two songs on the record called There's a Presence Here and This Place is Haunted. Yeah. And um, what I got out of it when I was reading that book was like, everybody has this inherent fear of something that they can't control. Um, and he goes on to talk about this hole like that we feel, um, this, this sort of thing that can't be fulfilled, this feeling that we're always searching for but can never mm-hmm. find, you know? Um, and I feel like that ties in with the, with the numinous or the, the new many nest. Yeah. Like yeah. there's something here, but I can't yeah. put a finger on it, you know? Yeah. Um, yep. And so, you know, when I was going through like writing the record, um, I really wanted to talk about doubt and I really, you know, cause that was what I was experiencing during that yeah. time. Um, with the, with the, the tint, the twinge of hope, the glimmer of no, you know, God's true essence yeah. at the end of it. Yep. Um, but that was like, I felt like that was a good like label for the record was there's something here. I can't put my finger on it. I don't know what it is, but it's there and I can't deny it. Yeah. Yep. In the, the Google doc for, for the, there is a present here, presence here. Um, you, you, you wrote about the song and you said that brokenness is necessary for growth. Yeah. Um, and that's, that's a really hard lesson for people to learn and it's not something that I can just tell you, Hey, you need to be broken. Hmm. And it comes off as, as trite and, and just really fucking rude. If you said, Hey, you know what? You need to be broken. <laughs> it, it's just, yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, if, I wonder rude. if we did different, use different language. Like I think disruption yes. is the word yeah. that, I mean, Roar talks about disruption. Like, the great teachers are great love and great suffering. We talk about that all the time. On he this calls suffering. He, he defines suffering as any time we're not in control. Right. Mm-hmm. But can you can you explain how how brokenness has shaped you for the better? Mm. Um, I feel like every time that I've went through a pivotal time of change in my life was when I allowed myself to feel broken. Because um, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't. I feel like I'm pretty lucky, and I haven't. Um, I haven't experienced that much trauma in my life and whereas other people have, but I have experienced, you know, things that have been traumatic for me and things that have shaped my life. Mm -hmm. Um, and things that have, you know, made me subconsciously have problems in my life. And I feel like, gosh, I'm going to talk about CS Lewis again, because (laughs) this is like, this is what I've been thinking about so much lately is about, I've been rereading mere Christianity. Mm -hmm. Um, in the beginning he talks about moralism and how there's like, there's this moral law like up here. And then there's your instincts, which one is selfish. One is unselfish. And you're always fighting those instincts and trying to obey this moral law, right? You're making these choices. Um, and I've been thinking about that a lot, like choices and the choices that we make and the choices that we make in selfishness usually end up hurting us or other people right. mm-hmm. and having negative benefits. So I b- genuinely believe that God makes those things work in spite of our wrong choices. Um, but we still have to deal with the consequences like of the choices that we make sure. in our life. Yeah. Oh, um, sure. Even if it takes, you know, a week or a year or two years mm-hmm. or yeah. 40 years, right. you know? Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, so anytime that you want to progress in life, you have to be able to address the thing that in you that is bad and fix it. And normally that is a really painful process. Oh, absolutely. So, um, 
I'm trying to think of an example. There's so many examples in my life. I mean, it's like constant. There's always some problem. There's mm-hmm. always something wrong with sure. me. Um, but uh, I guess I used to like, I used to be kind of, um, what, what can I say on a podcast that's not like too edgy? Um, <laughs> have you not been here the last few hours? <laughs> I used to be kind of slutty, like, and I, and I say that about myself, like mm-hmm. I was doing it for the wrong reasons mm-hmm. and I was definitely trying to fill something. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was a dependency problem and it was also a, a daddy complex. Like I know that for sure now that I was struggling with feeling a need to be accepted by a male figure, you know, and you need to be loved and comforted. Um, And that's been a really, really hard thing to break still. And I'm married and I love my husband, but I still have to fight this, like this weird um, thing in my brain that makes me feel like I have to, I have to run away. Mm Mm-hmm. I have to run away in order to feel better about whatever situation I'm in. Anything that's hard, I have to run away from it. And in order to be a better person and to grow from that, I have to pinpoint that and say, I'm not going to obey that. Mm -hmm. And it's so difficult. Yeah. It's a very difficult thing to do whenever you have become accustomed to it. Like it's become your crutch, your coping Mm -hmm. mechanism for so long. Oh, sure. Um, And I mean... I mean, it's why, it's why, I mean, Rourke calls it the shadow, shadow boxing, you know, mm. doing the shadow work. Shadows are hard to get a hold of. Like, and that's, I think that's an intentional metaphor. Like mm-hmm. that Julian Baker calls it shadow boxing too. Really? Yeah, oh, she I didn't know that. It was Roar first. But yeah. <laughs> she got a song called shadow boxing. Oh. Um, but I, I mean, I think that's, I mean, I think that's an, a very apt metaphor because it is such an elusive thing. I mean, I've, I've been in therapy for a little over a year now just to deal with things that happened um, when I was sixth grade, mm-hmm. you know, that, that have affected how I grew and how I developed and how mm-hmm. I approached the world um, and how I reacted to stress and how I reacted to things around me. Mm-hmm. But, and, and it was painful and all, and I mean, I, I don't think any growth happens without pain yeah. and disruption. Absolutely. Nobody gives a shit when everything's going right. Like you don't yep. give a shit. Like you don't think about it. You don't yeah. think about your demons when, or or are or, or the shadows within you when your life is great, mm-hmm. when everything's going awesome. It's when the shit hits the fan or there's some minor or major disruption in your life that you start. I, I think the real you start, not the real you, but the, what's the word I'm looking for? Not the real you, but the, the ego. maybe the ego is a good way of putting it. The, just the self that is you, but not you cut mm-hmm. <laughs> comes out. I, I, I'm getting into, Eckhart Tolle territory here. Yeah, so um, it, it comes out and, and and you have to deal with it. Like you have to, you, you can't ignore it because it's yeah. literally right in front of your face. Mm-hmm. And so you have to deal with it. I remember one time, um, two years ago or a year ago, uh, I was in a really bad situation. I was just really severely depressed and every day I was like I'm a terrible person I do nothing mm-hmm. I do nothing with my life I'm not contributing anything to anybody I'm just here like I had a shitty job at a circle k <laughs> like and I broke my phone I didn't even have my phone I was really sad and really hungry all the time really broke 
And I remember one day I was just like feeling sorry for myself. And this was when my phone was broken. So I think that this contributed a lot to it was I didn't have any chance to like escape. There's yeah. no escape, right? Um, mm-hmm. And I was working at the Circle K and I went outside and smoked my cigarette and just stared at the ground because that's all I could do and thought and was like, if I, I could sit here and feel sorry for myself, you know, about feeling like a shitty person and being a shitty friend because I am being a shitty person and a shitty friend or I could do something about it and move forward with my life. Yeah. Um, and it was easy at that point. I was like, oh, I'm going to do the hard thing because I want to be a better person. Like I don't, mm-hmm. if I just sit here and feel bad for myself, I'm just going to be a terrible person for the rest of my life. Yeah. And I think that's when it clicked for me was like, I need to, I need to be able to face the things that are hard mm-hmm. in order to move forward with my life. Mm-hmm. And it's always the same thing. It's always something that's hard that I don't want to do that I'm afraid of that ends up being the thing that I need to do yep. to feel better about my life and to yep. find joy. Yeah. It's crazy. Yep. It's crazy how that works. <laughs> um, I, we could talk for about eight more hours. Um, <laughs> I want to I, I want to talk about the uh, the album just a little bit more, um, and then we we need to go into wrapping this up because we've gone way over. Okay. Um, but um, the album is great, um, and, and you've got a new Thank single you. out too. Mm-hmm. Um, I literally have a question about every single track on 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 the. Uh, <laughs> album. We're not going to do that. We could do like um, a five second yes. answers to every <laughs> um, one of them. Yeah. Um, but but I do want to I, I do want to mention that for our audi- audience this is this is their album like this yep. is this is they are the target audience for this record, mm-hmm. um, and that's why I'm glad to be on the podcast. Yeah, I'm yeah. so stoked yeah. about it. Thank you so much for for coming I, on. I'd have a question. Can I ask a question real quick? Yeah, yeah. Before you go into that's your fine. nine, yeah. <laughs> no, I won't go into nine. It's interesting. You know, I listened to the album and it reminded me. Um, it's really mellow mm-hmm. like in a i don't mean that in a bad way mellow and it a feels good like way. it feels like early iron and wine oh that's yes what it felt like to i me. love we were you. talking that's, about iron, like and if wine, iron and wine if iron and wine were female Ooh. yeah like that's what it felt like and it. what i yeah. thought was interesting is when you were talking about your musical influences growing up it was like harder stuff punk mm-hmm. how did like how did you end up with this style of music as your style? Why aren't you making Hawk Nelson albums? I don't really well, that's know. What I'm that's, that's what I'm wondering. That's the question I ask myself because yeah, I, I, I don't just know. Think it's just, it's what came out of me. Um, I was writing like shitty worship songs. I think that's what it was. It started with worship. Jars of Clay was probably like there the first <laughs> influence, you know? Yeah. yeah. But just, you know, music that's like your soul. And I could, whenever I would sit down with a guitar and I would write something, it would always end up being something pretty and sad. Um, but I did grow up in like, I didn't grow up in it, but like I grew up in, in, um, Christian metalcore, And then I discovered yeah. hardcore when I right. was older and these people like on the stage were talking about things that were important to them and things that mattered to them, mm-hmm. like straight edge mm-hmm. or, yep. um, veganism mm-hmm. and they had a message and I'd never seen that before. Like with artists, you know, like you yeah, see a right. lot of shows where people just play their music and that's it. Yeah. Um, but these people were like playing their shows and also in between songs talking about things that mattered to them. Mm-hmm. And that really influenced me. Um, I think that's why I loved punk and hardcore so much was because it was very honest and vulnerable yeah. and, and talking about things that, you know, were kind of maybe taboo. And I was like, this is sick. This is 
people, you know, trying to change the world in some kind of way. And yeah. I want to emulate that in yeah. some way. So I make like sad music, but I would still consider myself sort of rooted in punk and hardcore. Yeah. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. I love that. Yeah. That's a great, yeah. I, 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 when you were thinking about it, I was like, well, it's if you if you go back and listen yes. to this interview, she was talking about vulnerability. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I would say the music is very vulnerable. It's very, uh, it's it's from your heart. It, 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 um, it, it goes to, to what you said. I don't want to say mission was, but you know, the, the, why you do, why you write the music that you write it's it comes from a place of vulnerability and and that is that's a very punk thing actually yeah yeah it's just the style is, is yeah different. that makes yeah. me feel good about myself yeah. i always feel like a <laughs> punk poser because i don't like i don't know i don't really act like a punk but well, I, you don't have an army I jacket feel, with patches all over yeah i don't know <laughs> i don't really know what makes a punk now but who knows attitude yeah mm-hmm. um so the the the, the first track uh, and we're not going to go through all of them. <laughs> well, I like. I was. Brad. I wanted to. No, I wanted to talk about the first track anyway because the title snagged me instantly. Uh-huh. So like, it's, the title's called "Non-Being." Yeah, like, especially um, with everything we've been reading lately. Yeah, like everything mm-hmm. immediately. The first, a, the first like, two tracks, especially like the yeah, titles, yeah. are like, "Oh, that's Richard Rohr." Oh, that's Alan Watts. Oh, that's oh the first two tracks that's, are yeah. titled after Harry Potter quotes. Yeah. yeah. Nice. Yeah. Um, so the the lyric that catches me. Um, and this is like, I, it's the beginning. It's like a dis- deconstruction origin story that these lyrics, hmm. um, um, what if I die and nothing happens? Will my soul decay with me? Uh, will you meet me upon a mountain? Will you be buried with me? Um, can you talk about, uh, here's what I liked about it. There's no fucking answer. Mm-hmm. Like great. you just let the questions be the questions. And that's it's the end of the book of Jonah. <laughs> yeah, but that's basically that's, in, in musical form. That, like it's you know because yeah. the the Christian version of quote Christian version of that song would start with those questions if they even asked them at all, and then it would answer, and then it would have an answer for yeah. that. You don't answer it, mm-hmm. and that's what I love about that is that Chris Tomlin literally has a song <laughs> called uh, "Who Is This King of Glory," and then in the chorus he answers, it. "Yeah, it's right. literally, yes, who is of this course. King of Glory? the Lord God Almighty you, is right. who he fucking is." Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> he says yeah. fucking no, no he, he doesn't. Yeah. <laughs> I but, wish he but, did. <laughs> yeah. You have to go somewhere besides Walmart to get I'd that like to think that Chris Tomlin at home is just fucking filthy. Uh-huh. Like, I would just, I, that, I hope. I, I don't not. know. Well, probably not. I have a friend who uh, did tour managing for him, or like merch management. He said he's great. Oh, I'm sure, well, he's just I'm a sure normal, he is. I'm kind of, I'm surprised honestly because yeah, I, I, think I kind of felt like, like he would be an asshole. Yeah, I'm glad I think to hear that. Actually. I, I assume most mainstream Christian artists yeah. are going to be dicks. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. Dude can print money. So yes, <laughs> dude, dude <laughs> can write a fucking worship song. He can write a chorus. He can yep. write a catchy tune. Yep. But I, 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 that is what caught me with that song was that you ask the question, but you don't answer the questions. And I, that. That just I respect that so much because if coming from a Christian background, answers were always the important thing. But mm-hmm. you know, I'm sure the reason you've done that and what you've realized through quote deconstruction is that the question is the important thing. Yeah, it's not the answer because sometimes there are no answers, mm-hmm. but yeah. the question is what's important. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um. I, I didn't really have a super solid question around it other than I just really liked it. And I, I, I want people to listen to the, to the album. Uh, so a couple more things that, that stuck out in the album. There's, there's references to Chronicles of Narnia, the great divorce, Harry Potter, uh, the never ending story, Johnny cash. Um, Fucking a. Yeah, it's yeah. like 
Uh, have you read his autobiography? No. Oh my it's, God! You have. It's a book. It's one of my it's, favorite. It's a great audio book too. Who, who reads it? Is it like? I think he does, doesn't he? I thought it was Chris Christopherson. Maybe it is. It but be, anyway, actually, you might be right. Okay, I'll read it. it yeah, Cash by Johnny it's Cash. Cash. Yeah. The autobi- it, oh my God, it's okay. great. It's, yeah, I'll read it. I've read it like two or three times. I love Johnny it's Cash. so, so good. Yeah. yeah, so everyone listen to the album. And then go That's buy Cash by Johnny Cash. <laughs> yes. Um, how, how, can, uh, how can people support you and what you're doing? Um, go to shows. Go to shows. Definitely go to shows and buy merch. Literally, that's it. Um, what, are you not making money off Spotify? <laughs> <laughs> Your fraction yeah. of a penny? We yeah. have a couple other musicians. Well, I have a label, so they make the fraction of the yeah, penny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. We have um, a couple other musicians that are fans of that are in the pub mm-hmm. and... Just today, one of them mm-hmm. was talking a about a long thing about Spotify. How yeah. Spotify's a fucking crime, yeah. man! Like, yeah, it's cool to like. It's cool to see Spotify listeners like grow over time and see followers on Twitter and Instagram grow over time. Mm-hmm. But the thing that really s- sustains and supports me is you know making money on tour, yeah, and money that I can take home, right? Yeah. Um. Because that's the money that I see mostly. Yeah. All of the the streaming and the the records bought online goes to my label, which I want them to make money too because I care about them and I want their business to succeed. Sure. Um. So you can do that as well if you want to support my label. You can you know buy the record and and do pre orders and stuff. Um. But me as a personal artist and still growing. It's probably best. I mean, in general, if you want to see artists that you love um, keep doing music and keep supporting themselves, just go to shows. Yeah. It's yeah. not that hard. Yep. Just go to shows and yep. buy a shirt, you know? That's <laughs> yep. it. I'm on, I was looking for your tour, and I was on bandsintown.com. <laughs> the genre is calm, ambient, sad girl shit. Oh, I love that. <laughs> I get great. that a lot. That's yeah. amazing. Sad girl. I, I was so excited because I saw Bluebird Theater. There's a Bluebird in Bloomington. I was like, she's gonna be, oh, fuck, it's in Denver, Colorado. Oh, so. God damn it. We play in C- Cincinnati, maybe? Or mm. Columbus. We play Columbus. Mm. It's okay. Scully's. I don't know how far that is from here. but Colum- It's like five or six hours. Oh, gross. Columbus, Ohio? Yeah. Never mind. Yeah. That's not five <laughs> fucking hours from no. here. It's uh, easily five, five hours. hours I can get to my wife's house on the other side of Ohio. Okay, yeah, fine. <laughs> it's like two and a half hour. hours from Madison. So Really? Yeah. It's not that far. Okay. Well, I stand corrected. No. <laughs> All right. Sorry. All it's right. like two and a half All hours right. from here. God damn. Um, I want to do a lightning God damn. <laughs> I want to do a lightning round because it's fun. And uh, how how are we on, we on time? Do oh, like, we're fine. All right. Cool. I can be here all night. If, yes. Fansintown.com if you want to look for her tour dates. Many rooms. Or just you know Google search Copeland tour. That's or you Google do that. search that. Or just follow me on Instagram yeah. or Twitter. What's your Instagram? I need more Twitter followers. Um, yes. <laughs> Penny Rooms Music. That's it. Okay. And we've, we're have we going to have links for your, um, I think, your f- Facebook page and your Twitter uh, in the show notes. Sweet. So. Um, like my page. Make me feel good about myself. Yes. Everyone <laughs> go like the page. <laughs> um, listen to the album. Go to the shows. Buy a shirt. Ooh, yep. We've got listeners in Chicago. She's going to be... Chicago. We got Chicago. a shitload of people up in yeah, April we got, 11th. We got a lot of Chicago's. April 11th, go. Uh, Detroit, April 12th. We've got Detroit mm-hmm. listeners. Yeah. Columbus, mm-hmm. Ohio. We got people in that general vicinity. You got California listeners? We do oh, yeah, have some California yeah, listeners. We play LA. We play. Yep. They're LA and San Francisco. Francisco. Portland. We have some Portland listeners. Be in Portland on March 25th or 29th. 
Portland, Vancouver. That whole go mm-hmm. ask her to sign your Bible. Yes, take your <laughs> and Bibles. buy a shirt. I will sign your Bible. Seattle, we have some. Tell, tell her the pastor. Tell her the pastor sent you. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Lawrence, Kansas. Yeah. We have no followers there because nobody lives in Lawrence, Kansas. <laughs> we have Kansas. We have some Kansas uh, people. Yeah, Tony Bedora. Tony Bedora. Oh yeah. I don't know where he's from. Kansas City. That's like basically Missouri. What, whatever. Yeah. It, uh, and then um, the Victoria. Tuz- the Tuzinskis. Oh yeah, that's right. Vicky. Another another uh, musician. musician. Yeah. Yep. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, so lightning round. Um, beverage of choice. Doctor Pepper. Ooh. Oh, I like some. Or Baja pepper. Blast. Baja Blast. You spend time had, at Taco Bell. I just say, I, yeah, just I, had, I just had Taco Bell for dinner tonight, especially so. on tour. Yeah. Did you? I, I had it for lunch I'm yesterday. I had the hey. rattlesnake fries. Oh, is it good? I, it's a fucking. They're gimmick. okay. They're fine. It's would, fine. They make would, you feel shitty. Well, yeah. Well, no. Long John Silver's make you feel shitty. No. Oh God, I would I never eat there. I ate that two nights ago or three nights ago. I will say the rattlesnake fries definitely made me feel shitty. She's she's correct. So, um. I was so after last week after the podcast, um, I needed to eat something so I could sober up a little bit. <laughs> Dude, um, we were toast. Went to Taco week. Bell the back way. Um, just, I can't believe I let you fuckers out of my house. God damn it! You're gonna have to start <laughs> turning your keys. Went to, you ta- went to Taco Bell the long way. Got there. Um, I'm sorry, we're out of beef and chicken right now. <laughs> what? It'll so be, you have lettuce? I'll give you an empty <laughs> shell Can with lettuce. Like uh, yes. <laughs> she's like, uh, uh, we, it's good. We will. Um, you. Uh, we'll have it in about a half an hour if you want to wait. I'm in the goddamn drive-thru. <laughs> like, no, I don't want to fucking wait. Where was this? This is right the down, the road, road. Oh, down the road. Indiana's crazy. Yeah. <laughs> that's and I would love to say that's the first time that's ever happened. That is the second goddamn time I went to this Taco Bell and they didn't have meat. That's great, Michael. It's the slowest lightning round ever. <laughs> All right, it's not uh, your lightning what, round. What is your favorite book? <laughs> The Great Divorce. All right, tell me why. Because we oh, because it's fucking awesome, fucking amazing. Because it helped me to maybe have different opinions about the afterlife. Yeah. Yep. Um. Whatever. Oh, he starts in hell and ends up in heaven. Yeah. What? And he has a decision to make yes. after he dies. There's, there's so many what? profound. There's so many profound things that are said in that book yes. that yep. that really changed my life and changed the way that I live my life. Um, and the things that I care about. And I love when people like were so pissed at Love Wins by Rob Bell. And I'm like, you realize he just took that from C.S. Lewis, right? Yeah. Like, uh-huh. he, and you were fine with C.S. Is Lewis. Is there really a problem with being able to choose? Well, in know? people's <laughs> minds, yes. Yeah. But no, there's not. Yeah. People really love hell. Yes, they do. Yes, they, they do. love their hell. They love it. I talked to some Jehovah Witnesses the other day while I was doing a preventative maintenance. <laughs> I always said that in a Southern Baptist accent. <laughs> Hey, Jehovah let me tell you what, them, them motherfucking <laughs> Jehovah Witnesses down there had Mart- their cart. Martinsville's basically Alabama, so I that their, explains the accent. I had their uh, their their business card. Um, I was going to give it to Brad because I felt like he needed it. <laughs> I do. Yeah, um, I love the Great Divorce so much. It's great. I it's about time for time for time for reread. Yep. All right. Well. well We'll just do an episode. You'll have to come back and we'll okay. do a great divorce. Yeah, episode. I'll definitely do that. <laughs> right. um, what's the last album you listened to start to finish? Um, start. It can't just be what last song. You had to go I know, I'm, front to back. I got to remember. Um, I think it was. Let me look at my. Hold on. Let me look at my <laughs> Spotify. I, I only. Oh, you know what it was? It was Rosalia. This is a, she's a Spanish artist. Okay. Um, she sings in Spanish, mm-hmm. um, but it's like dark pop. 
and I've never really like huh. listened to like independent yeah. or underground pop music. Um, but it is just it's a different take on flamenco. It's like huh. a modern take on flamenco music. Okay. Um, lots Not of claps flamingo. and like and like I, snaps and stuff. Brad. But it is the most creative and like inspiring thing I've ever heard. But it's called I don't remember what the record is called, but it's by Rosalia. Rosalia. All right, mm-hmm. I'm looking that up right now on Apple. So Music. good, it'll make you, it'll blow your mind. Favorite movie you've seen in the last year? Last year, and it doesn't mean have to, doesn't have to have come out in the last year. Could be one of your favorites movie, favorite movies from ten years ago, but you've you re- watched recently. Twitter? No, oh, okay. well, I, the, I did, I did for this episode. Is the album El Mal Carrere? Yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. I did stalk your Twitter. I don't, but I don't know. The I talk about Twilight question. a lot. Oh yes, I did see that. Twitter. Um, I don't know if that's the best movie I've seen in the last I year. May, though I may or may not have watched parts of Breaking Dawn last night. Really? I was watching Eclipse last night. I I watched those movies like four or five times a year. I think we just became <laughs> best friends. I love them. Oh, that's nope. so great. Um, probably Lord of the Rings. That's uh, great. I watch yeah. those once a year, and they're the best movies. I read I've the books once a year. I love. I, I, it's so. about time to read the books again. Yeah, I'm God, it's a, that's it's a, a chore. I've never finished them. Have you not? Uh, because oh, I watch man. the movies first, and then oh, yeah. reading the books is hard because I have already. See, I'm an old notion. fucker, and I read them before the movies mm-hmm. came out. Like I was I in wish college. I did that. You were that kind of nerd. Well, no, I wasn't. Nah, it's I, interesting. I took a class in college. In the Inklings, mm-hmm. which so is Tolkien, Lewis, mm. and Charles Williams. What? Yeah. Yep. And we I read it, so I didn't have to do the shit. And I just had to read the book. We read Lord class. of the Rings for that book, for that movie, and I think the movie was like in pre-production. Mm-hmm. And so I had it was. I love that I read them before the movie. I am came so out. excited to see the Inklings movie, or no, 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 Whoa, no the, the, the the uh, Tolkien movie. There's a movie about oh, Tolkien. I didn't know that. Like his autobiography, but it's got like scenes with the Inklings in it, and I'm like, oh my god. Josh Casey just a. Am I going to yeah. see C.S. Lewis like <laughs> on the screen? Right, yeah. yeah, I can't wait. <laughs> um. Anthony Hopkins played uh, C.S. Yeah, Lewis. Shadowlands. Yeah, Shadowlands. Yeah. He did. He played C.S. Lewis? Yeah. yeah. Have you seen it's it? Called, the movie called Shadowlands. Shadowlands. No. Yeah, it's pretty yeah. good. It's, pre- is it a, it's, it's pretty Is it like old. about him? Yeah, yeah, it's about C.S. Lewis, yeah. yeah. Oh. It's not bad. Yeah. And just, it's really weird. Like, I've never had an obsession with anybody like I do with C.S. Lewis. Mm-hmm. My friends make fun of me for loving C.S. Lewis more than I love Jesus, which is not true. <laughs> But I do talk about him more sometimes because, I don't know, he just gets me. And he talks about the things that, <laughs> he just talks about things in a way that I can understand. Yeah. Yep. And makes it so simple and so logical. But any, get- anything that's associated with C.S. Lewis, like TV-wise, I will watch it. Yeah. It doesn't matter what it is. Yeah. Their Netflix is doing it. Chronicles of Narnia. I That's know. Great. Michael, so we excited. need to wrap hey, this. I've got two. Nine, Michael, two, it is nine forty-four. Two <laughs> volumes this thick. So like this thick of C.S. Lewis letters he wrote to oh, people. It's so good. I have so many books. Yeah. I have so many copies of the same book <laughs> but, by him. Meet which book? Um, I have lots of copies of Mere Christianity. Okay. I have lots of copies of. Um, the Great Divorce, because I just like seeing different kinds. Have yeah. you read a space trilogy, oh, by yes. the way? Yeah. I read it every so often. The best fictional series I have ever read in my life. I love it. So good. I love it, it is so life-changing. Yep. Oh, my God. I could talk about that for hours, too. Yeah. I named two of my kids after characters in Chronicles of Narnia. No. Actually, all my kids. What kids? Just the two that I what are the What are the names? Uh... I always say they're Puddle Glum and the White Wind. Oh, my <laughs> God. <laughs> That's, That's so uh, cute. Uh, Diggory and Erebus. No. Yeah. <laughs> yes. Okay, made me cry. Totally yeah. true. Yeah. Yeah. 
That's um, so sweet. If you wonder what Diggory looks like, him but smaller. <laughs> and with blonde hair. Yeah, hair. Digger is a great name. Yeah, mm-hmm. I like that name. I love Dig Beast. He's like a little Michael. Dig Beast. <laughs> <laughs> Michael Junior. Um, what's the best Star Wars film? <laughs> um, they were all out before she was even born. Michael, <laughs> seen them, seen at least one of them. Um, <laughs> the prequels uh, from the prequels. Um, hmm, which one's the one where they where they killed the. The big planet, <laughs> the big planet weapon. <laughs> well, there's two of those. <laughs> the Death Star. That's is every called. Star Wars that's movie. The, no, that's the that's not the prequels. That's the regular, the originals. Yeah, yeah, the region, the originals, not the prequels. Okay, okay, good. Fuck the prequels. Yes, exactly. Thank you. Okay, Sorry. yeah, yep. Um, Jar Jar. Yeah, Bay. I I never really liked Star Wars when I was a kid. Like I like them now, mm-hmm. and all the new movies. I love Rogue One. Yeah, oh, okay. um, it's good. Movie. Great. I've watched it three times yeah. because I have a crush on Kylo Ren. Like a weird, yeah. like emo crush that's suppressed from when I was thirteen. Yeah. Like he's just this emo dream <laughs> yes, boy. He he's like edgy, he kind of is, yeah, angsty. With his you know, high waisted pants. High waist like you don't understand pants, me, mom. You yeah, know? right. He does have it. that vibe. How do you like your coffee? Um, iced latte with raw sugar. Nice. Mm. Uh, do you believe in the multiverse? Mm, that's a <clears throat> hard question. I would like to, but I probably don't. Mm. If that's a, if that makes sense. Yeah. Yeah. It's a cool thing to think about. It's a cool thing to think about. Mm-hmm. Whenever I make life-changing decisions, I'm like, oh, my, my timeline just split. <laughs> yep. Right, right. Mm-hmm. In another life, I did this thing. Yeah, yep. right. But Same. I don't know if that's necessarily like the truth, you know? Yeah. yeah. It's just cool to think about. All right. That's it. Right. I mean, go see I'm her on tour. Bummed. Well, no, yeah. we're not done yet. The best part's coming. Yeah, oh, we, 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 have, no. we, have, we have to, I mean, this is the end of this segment, and then we've got like another... 15 to 20 minutes of yeah so um all right well go check out her uh, check her out yeah. on tour can't recommend her enough uh, go to copeland tour yeah. google that or google uh copeland's google. like copeland's like Chrysler. yeah mm-hmm. there you go not Chrysler, but they're you know, they're they work i don't know christians don't know. love their band yeah. and christians love from indian lakes too so yeah it's a great tour to be on yeah go check it out mm-hmm. yep. yep all right with that we'll uh do this Maybe. Can I go to the bathroom? Oh, yeah. yeah. Yes. Yeah, I'm going to play a bullshit song. You <laughs> Now that you've in your seat, you can tell us. Andy, your song's not bullshit. Yes, I was going to say, you did just say that. I just meant like a filler song. It's not, it's not going to be. <laughs> so you've called Mindy a bitch. You said that his song is bullshit. No, it's not bullshit. God damn it. Andy, I love you. I can't wait to see you in a couple weeks. <laughs> Five solid minutes without taking a breath. Uh, <laughs> Feedback. God damn it! <laughs> Is there a Ralphs around here? Ralphs? Do we have, do we have any five star reviews? Womp, womp, no, womp, really? Womp. <laughs> Nobody's going to do that. Yeah. <laughs> We've maxed out on those. Mm-hmm. We're, we're, we've hit the, the dozens of reviews we're getting. Um, Thanks, everybody. Appreciate it. Yeah. You know what you can do? You can shove it up your butt. Yep. You son of a bitch. There we go. <laughs> you just said it and beeped. I, no, he, I, I he beeped, beeped him. I said oh, it. Okay. 
I couldn't find the beep quick enough, and he, he fixed it for me. You're fine. You're fine. Why are you the way that you are? Oh, I love it. All right. Uh, Son of Twitter. a shit snacking whore. <laughs> All right. Twitter, Brad. What do you got? Twitter. Oh, are we doing this? Yeah. Yeah. That's you, buddy. Let me get that. Um, I was busy putting things on. Oh, my God. God. Okay, I'm kidding. I'm kidding. Brad, it's 948. <laughs> Top nine. Uh, Eric McCormick at Jeff Tacos. Oh, her? <laughs> at Pastors Podcast. Her. Dad joke Matt is a national treasure. Thank no, hashtag, he's not. Hashtag rope wrestling. Going to have to disagree with you on that one, though, hey, Eric. I got a dad joke for you. You want to okay. hear it? Yeah. How... Does the butcher introduce his wife? I don't know, Michael. Don't How know. does the butcher introduce his wife? Meet Patty. <laughs> there you go. That's that's actually all right. That was better than any of your dad jokes. Man, anyway, that's pretty good. Meet Patty. Everybody hates Matt's dad jokes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, number I, eight. I love that we never rehearse that. Yes. But regardless we of ne- what's going on, yes. we I didn't even tell all, a fucking joke. Somebody always joins in with. I me. didn't even tell impressive. a joke. He's so mad. <laughs> it's always something different. I'm not mad. I'm not. I'm not. Can mad. we talk about the time change? I'm Dude. so happy about it. Are you serious? Yeah. Oh my god. Oh, I, I have fucking slept. hate it. <laughs> I have I like seasonal up. depression, so having the sunset. I agree that that's nice, but there is something. I'm 39. I'm old as fuck. <laughs> so like, I don't know what it is. The older I get, every year this time change, I just wake up every hour of the night. It just sucks. I just uh, wake up well, every. I mean, I can't tell you why. I gotta go pee. My no, it's not even that. I'm my just dogs I'm just, are breathing. Hard. I wake up and it's like I wake up and I'm like, oh, I've been in bed twelve hours and it's one thirty in the morning. I'm like, what the fuck? Well, is happening? my oldest tried to change the time, not on my watch. <laughs> that wasn't very good. Bad jokes. If you're gonna drag me, I'm at least gonna tell something <laughs> shitty. I don't right. give a fuck. <laughs> it's fine. Whatever. Number eight. I don't give a I'm Chris Hansen. No, you're not. Yes, I am. No, you're not. Yes, I am. All right, I'm dialing it back a little bit. Go over, going overboard on the soundboard. Victoria Tuzinski at Victoratron. Vicky! Whole lot of yikes in, the only, in only the first three minutes of Bastard's Podcast, Epitode 159. Hashtag Michael at 703. Hashtag Eat the Foam. <laughs> Hashtag Lukewarm Porter. Number seven, the Sassy Ginge at Stacey Ashoey. A show away. Canadian Wonder Kid. We yo. Show we yo. Oh. An ode to the lost hashtags of the cocktail drunk bastards epitope. Oh, my Man. God. Hashtag etc.'s brilliance was drowned out do when after. Like, do y'all like start a new podcast? Like a new uh, hashtag every podcast? Yeah. yeah. You're getting ready to get to that. We'll segment. get there. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. okay. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> Etc. brilliance was drowned out when after bypassing hashtag Hoosier D's nuts, hashtag rope wrestling, hashtag fucky sucky love triangle, hashtag pastor, hashtag just put some granola on it, and hashtag Lenny and the Jeff. We landed it. Hashtag Chad WK. Jesus fucking Christ. <laughs> fucking Chad. Number I'll feel really good about myself if somebody hashtags something I say. I bet. Uh, well, we've got a give few. Give it a minute. <laughs> Number six, David Sluss at Dave the Explorer. Just started Pastor's Podcast, episode 158. I thought it was 159. It was. 
You're and wrong, Dave. You're one. Dave, behind. step it up, Dave. We have a new God record. It, Dave. Earliest frustrated reference to what time it was. Michael at 7.03. <laughs> this me. blows away the previous record by over 30 minutes. That's going to be a tough mark to beat. Hashtag don't know the hashtag yet. Number five, a.k.a. Luvinier Furlis at Negatha Chaos. It's pronounced Luvinier. Luvinier. No, Luvinier? Might want to get that checked out. And for release, just like the song, hope that helps. So Is episode that for a Lord one, of the Rings character. Episode one, no, <laughs> yeah, sorry, it's a wood elf. Uh, it's one of the lesser wood elves. Uh, so episode one fifty nine was show great. You a wood elf. <laughs> and how did we end up with hashtag Chad WK? I'm a f- nobody got that hashtag. I know. I laughed I my know, ass I did too. off. Yeah. Even listening to it again when I was sober. Well, I think part of it is you have to see the the photo of Chad WK. Yeah, if you yeah. really get do. It. If you didn't yeah. read the article, it doesn't make sense. Yeah. I'm Who a is fan. Chad WK. So it, it was the article. asshole from last week that we were talking about. With, oh, right, the list. Yeah. Okay. He's, we called him Chad. <laughs> he looked like a douchey version of Andrew WK. Yeah, yeah. He's got like like long hair. Yeah. yeah. Like yep. a really shitty yeah, beard. Yeah, he looks right. kind of foreign. <laughs> Same. Um, uh, so episode 159 was great, but how do we end up with Chad WK? I'm a fan of hashtag Lenny and the Jeff and hashtag 1.21 Alan Watts. Additionally, I agree that it's all a fucking hologram. <laughs> See, Michael? It is a goddamn hologram. Number four, uh, Michelle N. White at egg number nine. I'm so empty when I don't hear Laurel at some point during your podcast. Laurel. <laughs> Laurel. Laurel. If you quit Laurel now, I may not survive. <laughs> hashtag Lenny and the Jeff. Uh, number three at Lounge Iguana. What the hell was hashtag Chad WK referring to anyway? I need a gloss. Don't force me to listen to that again. Hashtag fucky sucky love triangle. Hashtag your mother's sugar. <laughs> No, it was your, your mother's, mother's yogurt. yogurt. That's what he put, though. Hashtag, oh, God, that's how's the worse. Al- hashtag, how's the altitude on that horse? Hashtag, hammered drunk. Hashtag, someone get Brad an air horn. <laughs> <laughs> I want to be on all of these podcasts. <laughs> God, I love that sound love effect that so, so much. much. Number two, Jessica Moore Lucas at Jess and Flux. Weirdest parts of listening to Pastor's podcast at the grocery store. Accidentally ignoring a neighbor while chortling in the transition between Foofy and the closing drunken shit show while an Amy Grant song played in the background. <laughs> Hashtag Chad WK. Yes. Uh-huh. There's a lot going on there. And number one. Laurel. <laughs> God damn it, Michael. Stop with that song. I don't know what a fast forward button is. Oh my god. Uh number one. <laughs> Great. A damn Yankees reference. That's what we need is more Ted Nugent in this podcast. God, I listened to Cat Scratch Fever today. Yeah. Ted Nugent shit. Just <laughs> it's shit. Is awesome, but oh my god. Yeah. What a terrible human he is. I made that pussy purr with the stroke of my no. hand. Yeah. Is an no. actual lyric yeah. in that song. Yeah. I don't think he's talking about a cat. <laughs> like 95% sure 95% sure uh-huh. he's not talking about a cat. Yeah. Number five, freezer left at Romanian Dreamboat. Uh, at Pastor's Podcast, one of my sons arguing with a kid. He goes to the kid, your arm is as big as my dad's vagina. <laughs> <laughs> what? 
<laughs> Can't say I ever imagined hearing that. Thought you guys would appreciate it. Thanks, wow. Dan. Hashtag banged by a drifter. Hashtag fuck you hashtags. <laughs> oh, Dan. Oh, man. I was babysitting this kid the other day, and he said, someday I'm going to eat your eyeballs. <laughs> That's not creepy. Dude, kids are the weirdest kids people are weird. ever. I've got three. They're just bizarre. <laughs> so the Jeff Taco my six thing? Year old's, my six-year-old's favorite word, butthole. Yeah. And he says it so much, I never thought I would tire. I never we thought I would tire hole. of hearing the word butthole yeah. until I had him. Uh-huh. And I am so tired of hearing the word yeah. butthole. <laughs> I've got a kid with autism who signs his papers. His name's Jude. He signs his name Jeff Taco to that school. <laughs> That's where the so, Jeff Taco thing came from. Brilliant. Yeah, I, Jeff Taco. He's a genius. How do you argue with so it? I mean, <laughs> Jeff Taco. He's a comedic genius. Yes, he, he is. is. He is. <sighs> I am the great corner. No, play the song, Michael. For my Um Okay, so here we go. Well, we paid close attention and we wrote them all down. Now it's time to decide our. Hashtags. What do you All got? All right. Hashtag. Is this like the hashtag of the day? Yeah. So this is, we, 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 we've been writing them down as we go. Oh. Yeah. And then we get, decide one out of our list of hashtags. That's fun. Yeah. All right. What do you got? Uh, hashtag. That's a tramp, you dumbass. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag five inverse andresses. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag Texas without the whimsy. <laughs> <laughs> hashtag I don't think anybody caught this when I said it but a bag of cotton balls with good luck written on it <laughs> no, I didn't, didn't hear that I did I have, I have a bag of cotton balls as one of mine that's what was that even from the talking about the cheap tampons from oh, a box of tampons from Amazon it's just a bag of cotton balls with good luck right now <laughs> I have to pee so bad uh, hashtag the Freemasons of the music industry <laughs> Let's see if we can make oh, that tea. Yes. Hashtag the smell of raisins. Hashtag the, the Michael of Florida cops. Uh, I've been. That'd be my personal favorite. <laughs> Eat a dick. Hashtag just trying to fill the hole. <laughs> Hashtag his penis can't smile. <laughs> There's no way I can choose any of these. It's just they're all so good. Hashtag happy looks a lot like sad. <laughs> Roman.com for your hashtag, ED medications. Hashtag address the peanuts in the room. <laughs> hashtag prison uncle, a prison tattoo from my uncle. I have that too. Nice. <laughs> Hashtag the Voldemort of podcasts. <laughs> That's a good one. I love Larry's just podcast. I was Hashtag very early for flags. <laughs> and then <laughs> Hashtag meat patty. <laughs> God, the word meat just works with anything, man. It's like the word ass. You could put that in like any word combo with the word ass or meat I love in it. Meat patty. Uh, hashtag every uh, episode is the first episode. <laughs> hashtag we prefer echo chamber. Hashtag full of kids vomit and urine. <laughs> the ha- Chuck E. Cheese experience. Uh-huh. <laughs> hashtag awaken Walt Disney's head. <laughs> hashtag kicked out of a Jeff Goldblum cut show. <laughs> oh, uh, mm, oh, yeah. Uh, well, what we're gonna <laughs> well, uh, uh, the, uh, there, there, there it is. Uh, and there, uh, yeah. there it is. Uh, and we're gonna <laughs> shove it up the <laughs> alien's ass. <laughs> And, uh, Goodbye. <laughs> um, it's called a house cat, Michael. 
God, I love that one so much. <laughs> I do too. It's about you. Can you imagine a little tiger? House cat, Michael. Imagine a house cat is a little tiger. You no, dumb. No, but I'm talking about the size of a goddamn mouse, man. How fucking cool okay? Would it's it be? a baby okay, house cat. Shut up. Wouldn't you want a rhinoceros the size of a mouse? Hashtag Spawn and Sons. <laughs> yes, I love it. I do too. Hashtag Underground Scratch Off Club. <laughs> oh yeah, that's true. I Hashtag forgot. I didn't even get into that. Hashtag Zoo in a box. It's my zoo in a box. Yeah. Hashtag Good old plantation hospitality. Oh, ouch. Hashtag no, Family tree don't fork too much. That's the Michael Bay singer story. <laughs> Hashtag the poor man's reliant K. Hashtag prison tattoo from my uncle. Hashtag edgy. Hashtag edgy Baptist. <laughs> Hashtag calm ambient sad girl shit <laughs> Hashtag C.S. Lewis gets me That's me And then hashtag he's not talking about a cat C.S. Lewis gets me I like that a lot All right. That's on brand <laughs> I've got uh, hashtag inverted andrus <laughs> That really shot up the charts there for a minute uh, Hashtag <laughs> shit in your bathtub <laughs> Hashtag the size of a mouse <laughs> Hashtag Splawn and Sons. Splawn and Sons. I spelled it wrong. Uh, uh, hashtag Bag of Cotton Balls. <laughs> hashtag is His Penis Can't Smile. Hashtag Extra Juicy. Hashtag Hashtag Red Puddles. No. 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 Nope. 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 Hashtag <laughs> zoo in a box. Hashtag stale urine. Um, hashtag scratching their teeth. <laughs> That's what Brad said. Yeah. Everybody's got pockmarked faces and they're scratching their teeth. <laughs> uh, uh, f- hashtag fill the hole. <laughs> hashtag eat the shell. Uh, <laughs> eat, eat the, the peanut shell. shell. Oh, yeah. That's pretty good. <laughs> hashtag Bill Christ. <laughs> Hashtag it's a wood elf. And hashtag looks kind of foreign. <laughs> nope. Uh-uh. No. Nope. That is not happening. Oh, man. Oh, man. There's a uh, lot of really good ones. Of your, I might be you... biased, but my favorite is... Uh, what was it? C.S. Lewis gets me. No, no, no. It was, it was Red Puddles, I'm sure. No, no, no. fucking wasn't. What was the last like three you said? Uh, Bill Christ. <laughs> um, it's a wood elf. No. Looks kind of foreign. What's the one before Bill Christ? Uh, eat the shell. No, it's one before eat the shell. Fill the hole. Fill the hole. That's my favorite. <laughs> I mean, she's the guest, so yeah. we've got to say it. But it's going to use that's it. That's the is, funniest joke I think I've ever made. It is. It is pretty <laughs> on brand for us. It it let's give it, yeah, let's give her that one. Yeah. All right. Yep. Fill the hole. Yeah. All right. All there right. you go. There it is. Uh, Jesus Christ, man. That's wow. (laughs) Fill the hole. Yep. Okay. So if you've listened to this episode in its entirety, (laughs) hit us up on social media with the hashtag hashtag fill the hole. God damn it. That is going to lead up some porn. Um, (laughs) um, That's exactly why I love it. Um, we are on, on, on Twitter at Pastors Podcast. At Paul and Matt. Nope. At MJ Basinger. At Many Rooms Music. Yeah, it'll be our pin tweet for this week, too. We'll have have your 
Twitter. We made 160 episodes, kids. I know, man. Facebook.com slash Pastors Podcast. Years. Instagram, we're Inglorious Pastors. Like two weeks ago, it was three years. Yeah. yeah. Closing time. Subscribe, rate, and review us on Apple Podcasts. Check out our website, IngloriousPastors.com. We've got the voting thing. We've got the NCA bracket thing. Support for this podcast comes from listeners like you. Support us on Patreon to join the Pastors Pub. Get access to our spinoff podcasts. Pastors Community Church, Hymns of Reconstruction, Third Talk, Pastors Book Club, Pub Crawl, Special Music, Bias Around, and even help shape the content of the show. Support us on Patreon at patreon.com slash Pastors Podcast. Check out Twisted Sisters yep. on their Apple Podcast feed. Thank you for coming on the show. Yeah. Thank yeah, you. so much for coming up. I'm very down. drunk now. What's well, great? <laughs> You've had more to drink than any of us. Yeah, you a matter of fact. I need it. Yeah, I'm sure. Yeah. You just have one of those days where you're like, I, I need to do this. This is what I need yeah, to do right here. Yeah, thanks for having me. Yeah. This was really fun. I think we should do this again. Yeah, yeah. we need I to totally do it. I agree. agree. I only got like three of my questions. <laughs> I would so. love to come down again. So. We should have her on like a dozen more times before Brandon comes back. <laughs> yeah. Yes. You can be the new Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Better than the old Brandon. <laughs> <laughs> Suck it, Brandon. Suck it, Andrus. <laughs> oh, oh. <laughs> Why are we doing? Oh. Why are you I don't understand. What do you want? <laughs> what? I have a really bad feeling. This is the longest outro in the history of podcasts. It's coming. It's coming. (laughs) Jerk off. (laughs) Michael, you cannot use that anymore. Bumber, (laughs) All right. Well, oh boy. We still have 18 seconds left, so. Hey, Andy, write a longer uh, outro next time. (laughs) (laughs) You're listening to Outside the Walls Podcast with author and speaker Brandon Andrews. All right. See you fuckers later. Oh, man. man. Three hours and 36 minutes. Nice. Three what? No, two hours. Oh, I think you said three. I was like, Jesus. Bye.